Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship Podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. Hello, Devin. And today we are joined by none, none other than Chris Cash from Mount Phillip Metalworks. Chris, how's it going, man? How's it going, guys? Very, Very good, good, man. Good. good to have good. you here. Good, good. All right, Devin, Glad what do you got here. for us today? Yeah, um, because Chris loves quotes so much, I have three in a row from the same person and see if oh, you guys man. can guess. See if you can guess who it's from. All right. Invention is the most important product of man's creative brain. The ultimate purpose is the complete mastery of mind over the material world. The harnessing of human nature to human needs. Next quote. I do not think you can make great inventions. Wait, I, I do not think you can name many great inventions that have been made by married men. Third quote. <laughs> I don't care that they stole my idea. I care that they don't have any of their own. Gotta be Nikola mm. Tesla, right? It is Nikola yeah. Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Those were easy. <laughs> and there's like this, uh, this not weird, but this like uh, re re interest in Tesla that's come up in the last like year, and everyone's right. like all about Tesla. Um, and I have not watched much of his stuff or seen stuff on him. So, but you know, I know the basics. <laughs> right. Is is there I like a, the? Uh, go, ahead. go ahead, Dust. I was going to say, I like the quote that, like, uh, what, no good inventions were made by married men. No, he says, I don't think you can name many great inventions, <laughs> which is something a non-married man would say. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <It's> interesting. <laughs> um, Chris, why is is uh, Tesla, like, the number one person you wish you could meet and talk to? Wait, oh. did I say that? Yes, you did. <laughs> Um, or, or on the spot when we did the five questions thing, last maker camp. Out, oh, right? oh, that's I that's, said that. That's what you actually. A few people said that, which that was sounds, surprising. Mm-hmm. Ver, that mm-hmm. sounds uh, a lot smarter than something I would say. That's why I was. <laughs> um, we you know were what? shocked too. Yeah, honestly, I think it was um, because he was so ahead of his time with everything, and the the theft of ideas was a big thing in what he was doing. Uh, right. You know, everybody was stealing his ideas and calling him a crackpot pretty much right. like tossing him to the side didn't like uh you know everybody pretty much steal his stuff alexander graham bell and uh edison edison stole his stuff yeah i think there was even like you know who knows if the historical records are correct but there was like plots to assassinate him you know simply because of the electricity ideas and stuff like that yeah so, like because of his you know current edison wanted whatever dc and he wanted ac and, right you know right, um, right yeah which is funny when i read the quote where he says i don't care that they stole my ideas i care that they don't have any of their own i mean it's something he would say to be i don't know if it's humble but it's like he did care because he was very bitter obviously yeah. there was all these people his contemporaries who were rich right. at the end of life he didn't have much of anything 
Yeah. <laughs> I think also that shows, like, you know, him saying they didn't care if they – like, yeah, if they had really good ideas, he would have been, like, happy to acknowledge their right. good ideas. Right. right. I think that's more it. Like, I'd be happy, you know, if they had their own good ideas, it'd be great. I'm just angry, you know, like, that they're stealing mine. That makes sense. <laughs> well, now he has, a, he has a car company named after him after 100 years. Yeah. He's a famous artist from the past. Right. Just like the rest of them. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so we have uh, Chris Cash joining us today from Mount Phillip Metalworks. Um, Chris, can yes. you give us a like, give us like the one minute blurb of how you got to Mount Phillip Water- Metalworks? We don't need to go into your whole history. We may got it. go back and ask some things, but give us something Love about it. like how you went from like got into blacksmithing, got into tools, and got into where you are now. Um, I've always liked metal. Literally, I just thought it was an easy medium to work with. For me, it just came kind of naturally. And I just always was into tools because I had to buy tools to work on the metal. (laughs) And then it just kind of transitioned into this weird, um, I don't even know what I would call myself now. uh, Because I don't do a whole (laughs) lot of blacksmithing work. I do a lot of tool work and restoration but how i came to this is just kind of like a happy accident that like everything just kind of fell into place everything happened for a reason i started uh doing some found art sculpture and that transitioned into blacksmithing and then you know with blacksmithing comes the tools and then i started buying a bunch of shops and yeah just i guess the rest is history that's like the quick part of it um and now (laughs) now i just have this weird business of forging things and uh, restoration work and going around and fixing antique equipment. Yeah. So I'm it like keeps a, you busy. It keeps me extremely busy How? because <laughs> I can <laughs> count on one hand, the amount of guys that do like what I'm doing as far as the yeah. antique machinery goes, you know, it's like nobody's going around and fixing this stuff or trying to bring it back to life. Uh, for a living you know people do it as a hobby and for fun all the time but i'm like i guess when you get paid to do something you're doing that for a living right (laughs) yeah right (laughs) so yeah Uh, so what um obviously there's like this been this awesome resurgence of blacksmithing and metalworking and you know the knife making game and all um was it around that same time in the last five seven years or so that like that's when you transition to doing mostly uh, tool restoration and sale and stuff like that. And then yeah, yeah, out. right. Yeah, right in right in that time frame. And it wasn't necessarily because that's what was becoming hot. It was just I was buying um, more things. Uh, th- there happened to be like, you know, old people passing away or somebody mm-hmm. was getting out of the craft or whatever. So I just randomly started buying entire shops. And then like, what am I going to do with all this stuff? And then, it's like, you know, it was just kind of like, it literally was like, everything happens for a reason kind of deal. I, I sold a vice to this guy. This guy calls me one day out of the blue, and he's got a million-piece machine shop, an inventory, literal million pieces. And we made a deal on it, and I bought it. And then it just started, you know, snowballing from there. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. did, you, did you get his, like, inventory, and did you, you try yeah, to literally. keep stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, I got his uh, entire inventory list. That's how we knew it was a million pieces, and you know, just, yeah, it was pretty crazy. It took me two years to uh, clear that place out. But, 
Dang. Yeah, it was one That's of those crazy. guys. He had a he had a business with 21 employees and wanted mm. to close the business down and change his life completely, retire, moved really far away, and just wanted to leave everything behind and wanted to start a new life pretty much in his later years. So that's pretty Dang. much what snowballed everything into where it is today. <laughs> yeah, there's a jump start into your new career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I called my wife. I said, is the mortgage paid? She said, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I'm getting ready to spend a lot of money that we really Dude. don't have. <laughs> so, Babe, do we have room for a million things? Yeah, a mil- oh, she, she loved it because every time I'd come home with a trailer load of things, she'd be out there digging through and just seeing. I mean, it was, it was like 21 <clears> – <throat> people's like their whole tool sets because he provided all the tools for his employees Mm, so it's 21 fully loaded toolboxes you know and with that comes like pictures of your family we got some weird stuff in that lot you know it was like weird things (laughs) in there but anyway yeah that's pretty much what like catapulted it and that was I want to say that was in 2017 or something like that Um, that's when I really started getting heavy into the tools and stuff so so did you start like selling that stuff right away to Oh, absolutely. For... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. That's um crazy. I'm pretty transparent about everything. I can say what it was. It doesn't bother me, but I paid $25,000 yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. And I made $25,000 the first 2 weeks. Nice. So. Oh man. <laughs> so, we did I did okay on it, you know, and I still yeah. to this day have pieces left over from that. Um, That's awesome. But it was nice. It was mainly the toolboxes that were so valuable. You know, it was all snap on stuff and Mac and, you know, it was all name brand stuff. So that stuff, you know, that's like pretty much as good as cash if you have a nice toolbox. Yeah. And like just from from us being around you over the last like couple years or so, I know that you're not like uh, I would say like your goal is to make a living and do well, but you're not trying to like make way more money than you should off of these things so i'm assuming you probably sold them for like a decent price yes i did that's why they sold so fast (laughs) exactly right you you knew you're gonna get your money back and you knew you're gonna like build the customer base and i had a i had a friend tell me this uh when i bought this i've made this reference a bunch of times but this is what replayed in my head he said imagine everything is a dollar (laughs) and i'm Mm -hmm. like Whoa, if you put it that way, he's like, Yeah, you're a literal millionaire. I was like, Yeah, yep. I, am. I was like, If ever he goes, Can you find somebody to buy everything for a dollar? And I'm like, Yeah, I probably could. He's like, Well, there you go. There you go. Dang, so, that's an awesome perspective. Yeah, yeah. And he's he gave me that reference. So I kind of make that reference in my head when I'm approaching different things. It's like, Does it sound like a good idea? No, but there's a hundred pieces. Would you pay a hundred dollars for, you know, would you pay a dollar a piece for a hundred things? Yeah. You know, and it's like when you break it down like that, it makes kind of more sense. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you, and you don't have to be precious about the collection. Doesn't because it doesn't come personally from you except for since 2017. Yeah. I'm like totally, well, even before that, when I started uh, getting the tools in my shop, I only really have like sentimental attachment to one piece and it was like the very first tool that i ever bought for the craft mm-hmm. and um actually my wife bought it for me for my birthday and i didn't even know but anyway oh. uh <laughs> it was um yeah and so everything is for sale pretty much to me i want i'm very very much interested in getting um other people's shops up and running i want like yeah. craft to go and go and go and go and keep going and i had two young gentlemen at my shop this morning that bought their first hand crank blowers 
a pair of them. Oh, nice. And I charged them like $40, and they were like, for both of them? That's $20 (laughs) a piece. And I'm like, yeah. And they were like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. And the guy's like, you got to be the cheapest tool guy around. (laughs) And then my buddy Tetsuo was over here that works with me, and he's like, don't worry, he is the cheapest tool guy because he gets so mad because I sell everything so cheap. And I'm just like, I want to keep this stuff going, man. Yeah. So – uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, and that's, I, I just think like that perspective, knowing that like what you're doing is keeping the craft alive, but then you're also, you know, you make enough to live and be happy. That's it. And, enough and, to live. Know, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, it, you know, there are a lot of people that I can't say that about in the, in the community, unfortunately. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's nice we call, to some of them. We call yeah. them scumbags, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Trash. <laughs> that's what I call them. I call them scumbags. <laughs> There's um there's something to be said about uh, genuinely giving a crap about where it ends up. I could literally yeah. tell you where almost every single actual big item has gone. And, mm. you know, I don't sell to collectors. I literally have sold nothing to anybody that collects anything. Hmm. I just sell to people that are working. Um, so, like, nice. anvils or power hammers or anything you see me that advertises for sale, they literally do not go to collectors. They go to craftspeople, and I think that's a big turn on to a lot of people to buy things from me as they know that I'm more interested in getting it like in your shop and getting getting it working so right yeah getting it like use ready yes yeah exactly is that is that one of the reasons why you like making those um uh, workstation like full all-in-one thing that is exactly why yes that is exactly why I don't even own one of those (laughs) I don't even own one the first one I made was for myself and then Somebody showed interest in it, and then it just kind of, like, kept going. And that's actually what I'm working on right now. I'm working on – I'm doing a series of those of um, 15. Oh, right on. And it's probably going to turn into 20 now because I have so many people <laughs> that want them. But I want to keep it, like, a uh, a limited run, you know? Right. Because there's not very many things out there that you can say are yours or, like, your mm-hmm. idea or something, you know, because all this stuff's mm-hmm. been kind of duplicated throughout the years. I mean – yeah. Yeah, especially in blacksmithing, like you can't say like, oh, I came up with that. Nobody can do that. It's been around for, you know, hundreds of years, thousands of years. Yeah. And um, but like that thing, like, yeah, that's mine. (laughs) If it's got my badge on it, it's mine. And I've gotten tons of, um, you know, copies and stuff sent to me throughout the last couple months of people that are trying to duplicate it. And I love them because they look like absolute crap. (laughs) And it just makes mine look so much better. So. Yeah, that's great. Good job. And now, there's even people. Yeah, that's exactly what I say. I'm like, oh, good job. Keep up. You know, and, and uh, there's even people selling uh, drill presses now on Facebook Marketplace as make a vice stand out of it. Oh, geez. I've been getting, I've been getting those DMs from all across the country. of People sending me like, oh, you got the drill press market all jacked up now. It's like, hey, you know, I'm not doing it to drill presses that are nice. I'm doing it yeah, to ones right. that are literally cannot be restored. So. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah, thinks I'm just buying a drill press, cutting it in half, and like <laughs> sticking a vice on it. Like that's not the way it works. Yeah, all the all the drill press junkies are like, yeah. "What are you doing?" Right. <laughs> and meanwhile, yeah. in the same conversation, you can't explain to somebody that's in the metalworking industry or any sort of industry why a drill press from the early 1900s or late 1800s is so much better than anything you can buy now. All they mm. see is this big old antique. They right. don't understand, like, automatic downfeed and, like, you know, the strength and the torque that those things have mm-hmm. and the back gears. It's like they're crazy. But you try and explain it to somebody, they don't – it's it's really weird with um, 
antique tools versus new tools. Like the values are so like mismatched. It's so ridiculous to me. It doesn't right. make any sense. Yeah, you mean that? Are you saying the old stuff's underpriced and the new stuff's overpriced, or the opposite? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Like my my power band or my power hacksaw that I have out there from Peerless, it's like one of the coolest tools that I own. I use it every single day. Mm-hmm. Runs off an old flat belt. You could not pay me like five thousand dollars for that thing. I would not sell that thing for that cheap because mm-hmm. it is amazing. Mm-hmm. But you look at a tool like a, a bandsaw today. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at a two or three thousand dollar bandsaw now, they don't even come close to the you know, structural integrity, the way it's made, the design, the sheer beauty of the tool in itself yeah. is just like you're getting some crap that's like stamped out in Taiwan mm-hmm. or wherever. Mm-hmm. And then the motors weren't ma- made to last. It's just like, I don't know. There's just a funny, funny thing. I always say like, you know, the the anvil prices, like how everybody says per pound. Yeah. You know, yep. I think I think that's all BS. Like there's no. Right. There's no such thing as per pound. Any, that th- that number doesn't exist. That's like an old thing from the 80s right. or like 70s people used to do. It's like I wouldn't charge you per pound, per pound for a giant bandsaw. You know, right. if I had, if I had a 1,000-pound <laughs> bandsaw here and I charged you $3 a pound like I would for an anvil, it's like you can make the same amount of money on the anvil as you could on the bandsaw if you knew what you were doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, so exactly. It's all yeah. relative. It's it's strange the way antique versus uh, new tools are. So so how do you um, like how do you value stuff then? Like, do you do it based off of what what your experience over the years are? Do you use references? Yep. Like- nope. I just um, what I, what I would pay for something honestly. Mm, okay. That's basically everybody thinks I'm like doing this buy low sell high crap i don't do that like i sell things for literally almost the exact same price as i buy them for Mm, my wife wants to strangle me when i tell her that but (laughs) i'm like i said i'm more interested in like if i find like i don't have facebook but people send me ads from there and stuff but if i find something um for a good price i'm 100 percent gonna make sure whoever it goes to gets that same exact price you know or or close to it you know right yeah i'm not i'm not out to I did the money thing years ago. If anybody's ever listened to any of the other podcasts, I was I came from a job I was doing over a hundred grand a year every year mm-hmm. consistently. One year I made one seventy five. I'm not boasting or like mm-hmm. saying look at me, but I did that already. And when you yeah. really break it down and figure out how much you need to live, mm-hmm. then your your perspective changes dramatically. And that's what I came to the realization like, what do I, I don't need all this money. Is it is it nice to have? Sure. But at the same time I'm like hate what i do you know i wasn't happy every day so it's like i just came to this realization like hey i could make a lot less money and be a lot happier every single day right (laughs) and still live perfectly comfortable exactly yeah 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 there's you know i I have similar stories from over the years of just like potential opportunities and things i'm like i don't i don't want to do that that's not i'm not going to be happy in that situation and yeah it's like yeah i could i could probably do something or move somewhere, you know, or, or get into something that would make me a lot more money, but then I would have less time with my family and less time with my friends and, right. you know, and wouldn't be happy. So, yeah. Know. Yeah. I think, uh, I think just following, like, especially from the three of our perspective, following craft and the things you love to do and make is like, is so, um, it's so like soul, uh, livening, you know, <laughs> like yeah. being able to do something, make something and, Affirming. and, and yeah, like with, you know, Devin 
like wanting to get back into video and get it back into making, you know, the, the films and videos and movies that we put together. And then, you know, like, and just being in a position where we are able to do that. And like, I was like always going to do stuff and Dem was like, you're just going to do it. So let's make videos. And so it's given me more reason to keep the shop clean and, you know, and make more <laughs> things and come up with new ideas and try new things and push myself further. Yeah. I think just like in this business of like doing craft and working with people who do that type of stuff, it's definitely uh it's like rejuvenating as well as, you know, um, as well as, you know, it pays the bills, it pays enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so Chris, right. Obviously every, everybody's trying to buy anvils now and you can't find them, but a lot of the other huge tooling stuff that you mess with uh -huh. have, have the prices gone up. I mean, cause not many, like you said, not many people work on them. So, um, is I that think a, it's is, like, have they gone? I don't think they've gone up. Um, I think that people are just realizing the value in them. You know, the prices of tools, whether it be like antique or modern, I think are d based on like, what are you going to do with it? You know, are you a mm -hmm. hobbyist or are you a professional? Are you doing this for a living? Or are you just in your garage having fun? You know, do you have employees or basically, are you going to make money with the hammer? Or right. the, the, yeah, the tool. Right. I say hammer because I sell a lot of power hammers. But, you know, right. it's like that's all – you know, you could buy Anvil right now for – you know, I don't really sell Anvils anymore. I kind of got out of it just because I thought it was like a saturated market. You know, mm -hmm. people are asking stupid money for them. And yeah. it's it, – but, again, their cost is relative. If somebody's – I paid $3,500 for the Anvil that's in my shops. To some people, that's tons of money. But right. to me, it was like, I know what I can do with this thing, how much money it could potentially make me, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's just like, I don't, I wouldn't say prices have gone up. I think prices are starting to be realized is what it is. Mm. Um, I don't, uh, I just, the, the market tells you where everything is anyway. If something sits around for a really long time, obviously, you know, you really don't care to sell it or you're asking way too much. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, one of those right. things. So, um, but I, I, again, I haven't really seen anything go up. I think pe people are just starting to realize, like, damn, that's actually a tool I can make a living with, and they're willing to pay. Right. You know, the last two hammers I sold were over fifteen thousand dollars, and to a lot of right. people, that's like that's like a car, that's a truck. Yeah. But then to the to the person that's buying it is like, no, that's like I can support eight employees with this thing, and yep. you know, make a living and buy a new truck. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder I wonder maybe it's because of like I wonder if it's because of the size and um convenience of an anvil that uh -huh. those prices maybe have gone up because people need people want them for <laughs> hobby like as a hobbyist. And so because yeah. there's so much interest out there for them outside of the industry of blacksmithing. Right. Um there's just a ton of interest so the price has gone up. So I think if you, you know, knowing the right people and getting the right deals and stuff, if, you know, and being able to sell anvils at a reasonable price, I guess it makes, uh, it, it could take your sales up and also hopefully bring the market of anvil prices down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. Don't think but then you're competing with everybody else. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you just, you know, you can get one buddy to help you with an anvil. You can't get one buddy to help you with a power hammer. Mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> you need a whole crew. Of, That's true. Of dedicated humans to make that happen. Yeah. Um, so from that, just like a mechanical buying stuff up and, and selling it and running around and doing that type of stuff to a more 
creative artistic side like the um what's the piece i'm going through your instagram right now i just saw it it looks like it, it, it's the hand holding the spike and then the, the crossed and stuff. It's called Bound. Bound. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's beautiful. It, it's so cool. I, I saw it when we came out when you had your open house. And I, I don't think it was finished. And it kind of, it just had the gating part done, right? It was all, mm. all, all together. And I was like, yeah. I wonder what that is. And then, yeah, the hand and, and everything. So when you're doing that. Uh-huh. You don't necessarily know where it's going to go. I mean, a, a creative process is obviously different, but you're just you're just excited to move metal around and, and trying to find something that's aesthetically pleasing. Exactly. I'm at yeah. this weird point in my brain where I can – I had the ability to myself to be able to mix both uh, sculptural work and artistic work with mm. the tool restoration – um, I don't make any money on the art side of things, but that's what I enjoy the most. If I could make a living doing mm-hmm. the art side of it, that is purely what I would do. But I'm also realistic that that stuff takes time to sell. You have to find the right buyers with the other stuff that I'm that the tools and the restoration and going to people's shop and fixing their equipment. That stuff's all readily, you know, I can make an income doing that. Right. right. I would love to be able to do sculpture full time. Um, so I kind of mix the two things, um, when I have time or when I'm not, you know, buried in tool work, like right (laughs) now I'm set up, I have so much tool work to do that I'm trying, I tried to do it by the end of June, but I, I just didn't hit that goal. But (laughs) by the middle of July, I want to be completely done with tool work, which means I want to have like everything for the summer done wrapped up. And then I want to take the rest of July off maybe into August too. We'll see how it goes. But like, um, just to kind of you got to take breaks from it too it's like yeah i work for myself and i'm doing my own thing but you also you don't turn your passion into a career right like because Mm -hmm. it doesn't stay fun anymore so you gotta like you gotta keep that fire burning a little bit so uh, what i'll probably do is i'll go fishing i'll go swimming and then i'll come back i'll make (laughs) some art and then you know as fall starts rolling around i'll get back into the tools and stuff but you just kind of like I've done this every year since I've been doing this is like, you just got to take a break from whatever you're doing. It's like, if you're having trouble with a project in your own shop and you yep. you walk away and you come <laughs> yeah. back the next day and like whatever you were struggling with just instantly clicks. Yep. And it's kind of like that. You just got to reset your brain to, you know, get, get happy, get like excited about it again. Yeah. Because right that. now I hate tools. i'm getting to that point where it's like i'm getting phone call after phone call about can you come fix this can you come do this can you look Mm -hmm. at this and it's just like i love it i don't don't get me wrong i love being busy i I don't mind hard work at all but at the same time it's like jeez i need a break ready for your vacation yeah (laughs) yep yeah, I mean, I think also, you know, you're not, it's not like you're like sitting around just waiting for the vacation to start. You're busting your ass to get the shit yes, done. So that exactly. way, then you're ready to like, then you can actually take the break and actually relax. Yeah. 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 I do well, take these mini breaks. Like, I, when we went to yeah. Atlanta, I saw you guys in Atlanta. Like, that was kind yeah. of a mini break for me. Uh, nice. This weekend, I'm going to go up to gyms and go hang out yeah. at the go kart track and go oh, to the nice, black door right and stuff. So, yeah. Sweet nice yeah i was uh you mentioned about like taking a break off of peace to get you know some some perspective on it i always used to do that like my background is in fine art um first and then i got like into more craft and making stuff a little bit later although that's kind of something i've done my whole life but uh when i would be working on a painting i would i, I would like 
finish working on it for the day or whatever. And then I would put it uh, in, like if I was watching TV or something at night, I'd put it in the room with me, but off to the side somewhere. So I could kind of glance over at it occasionally. Uh-huh. And just that, like taking my mind away from it and focusing on something and then just being able to look over, I would see little things that I'd be like, ah, that's the thing that I was like missing or that like area needs more work or whatever. Like just that being able to take a break and go back to it, it makes a huge, a huge difference on how you look at stuff because you get in the mindset of working and you're like, you know, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And you're seeing this whole, you know, whatever it is you're working on as one big thing. And then once you back up from it and go back to it, I think you start, or maybe you see it as like little pieces and then you go back to it and you see it as a whole thing. And then the, like the things that are missing jump out. And I think, uh, just from the artistic side of creating, um, your the way you put tool you know workstations together or your fine art like the composition all looks really nice like that's one of the things i thought and like you said earlier you know you see other people doing it and you're like yeah mine looks better right and i think that's just your understanding of like art as well as the usefulness of the tool and that's like what blacksmithing is yeah i try to i I tell everybody this i try to make it for me everything Mm. is literally as selfish as that sounds no yeah my tools, mm-hmm. the power hammer restorations, anything I'm doing is literally mine. Yep. And then if you want to buy it, that's great. <laughs> but I made, <laughs> yeah. I made it for me, you know? It's like, this is something that I would want. You know? Yeah, and, and that's the thing. If you know why you like something and why you want something, you can explain that to others and you can d- defend that. Like, if it's something weird that it just becomes a fad and you start making it because someone else is doing it or a lot of people want it, uh-huh. then you can't necessarily defend yourself to the customer or whoever's trying to say something about it. Right. Like, like if we make videos, Dustin and I make videos because those are the ones we want to see. Like, uh, that, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Whether they're doing good or bad is kind of... Irrelevant. I, irrelevant. We're going to make yeah. them because we think this is how a video should be made. And some get a lot of views and some don't. But we're just – we can defend our work a little bit because we – I don't know. That's that's what we like. Yeah. Subscribe to the Art of Craftsmanship. <laughs> Speaking of YouTube, Chris, uh, so you, I've seen you've posted a couple new videos recently on YouTube. Um What's your what's your plan? Do you want to get back into like creating stuff like that for business side of it, or just the no, like creation the, side of it, for or the pure fun? <laughs> it is so much fun. Everybody thinks that I'm like trying to get a following or trying to get like <laughs> I'm having like all the reels and stuff. I shoot every day, so I set a yeah. goal for myself to put a video up every day. I've been oh, doing nice. that. Yeah. So, um, and I, I just have fun doing it. I like editing. I like being. Uh, self-aware. I think yeah. everybody on the internet is way too serious. Yeah. And you, you meet them in person and they're totally not like that. And it's like, you know, I just try to put as much of myself out there and be like, it's okay. Just, you know, take a step back and realize you're on the internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah, like, right. it's like, don't take yourself so serious. I, I do that stuff all the time with my posts. All yeah. my posts and my reels and stuff are like super short and like to the point, like, Stop being a jackass and just be yourself. <laughs> like, stop to thinking you're the best at everything you do. And it's like, you know, I don't know. I, the YouTube thing's fun to me. I genuinely yeah. want to, you know, I put up one video five years ago for the <laughs> yeah. Dragon Twist. It was literally the worst video. It's so cringy to go back and watch. It was like shot on an iPhone 8 or <laughs> 9 <laughs> or whatever it was. The music is terrible. The editing is awful. I did all that crap myself. I had no idea what I was doing. Zero 
knowledge of how to do any of that. And it freaking went viral. Yeah, like, it's got a million it was, and a half views. It was so <laughs> stupid. And I'm like, it, but the technique was cool. You know, this is yeah. the technique that Matt Harris showed me like back in, I can't even remember when that was now. But um, yeah. anyway, yeah, it goes viral. <laughs> and then everybody's like, you need to start your YouTube channel. Everything you do. So, you know, and then I started working with the boys from that works. Yeah. And that it's been four years and I just started doing things with them. But then I kind of took a break from that a couple months ago and just like, I don't want to be in any videos or whatever and just like do my own thing. And, and then yeah. I was like, well, me and Matt used Atlanta as a catalyst. Like once we got back from blade, like we need to step it up with content and it wasn't yeah. from a business standpoint, we can do whatever we're doing without it being on the internet. Like right. we don't have to post a single video, a single picture, nothing yeah. like we're always going to be able to do what we we're not relying on that, right? You know, right, like yeah. they could hit the delete button tomorrow and we could be like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We got, we still have work to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I just genuinely think it's fun. I want to share some cool stuff with people that I'm, you know, getting. I don't pay attention to the views. I just want right. to share the, um, the information and yeah. the cool tool or whatever. Lately it's been forges because that's just how my <laughs> world has worked and like, this big forge comes up and like, yeah, I don't know, but it's fun. I'm just having fun. I'm shooting everything on my phone and you know, Matt's got like literally probably $20,000 worth of camera <laughs> equipment. And I'm like, get out of my way. I'm putting my phone on a tripod. <laughs> but anyway, nice. yeah. Oh, cool. So me and him are going to, um, start doing more content about, uh, through both channels, both on that works right actually three channels, I guess. Cause there's a, that works two channel that started to uh, launch. Yeah. That's taken off, and then on Mount Phillip Metalworks, nice. and yeah, yeah, we're just gonna—it's just fun, man. There's no reason behind it. We're not like, we're not like, we gotta get a bazillion views, you know? It's just, yeah, we're just, yeah. We're just trying to have fun and share some information, and um, you know, it's—I th don't know. Yeah, I think like what you were saying about like the fact that you're just you're doing it because you enjoy it, but it's also just like trying to. I, I would say you like I watched the last couple of videos you put out on your Mount Phillip Metalworks Thank channel. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, and they're so you, they're so like lighthearted and fun and easy. Like, you know, when I see, I, what well, you did the one where you were like, uh, you went to another guy's shop for the day and you watched like Tetso and that oh, guy yes. like, work. Joe. Yeah. It was, Tetso and Joe. Yeah. it was like, so, so like calm and I somber. I was like, Whoa, this is weird. Who is it this was, person? It was so weird. <laughs> even when I watch it back, and then you know how I did that voiceover. It's so it's yeah. so funny. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. that's exactly what I was trying to portray. Was just like sometimes everything's like I'm very outgoing. I'm kind of abrasive sometimes. You know, it's like you guys. Even Devin says like Chris Chris Cash always makes fun of me or says something stupid. It's like it's like that's just my personality. That's just how I am. I want everybody to have fun. Like whatever. But uh, that day it was just kind of like this somber like. You know, it, some people say, like, oh, it should have been, like, a funeral home video. <laughs> like, so, And it was just, like, I did the voiceover in one take. I put nice. my phone up to my mouth and played the video and just <laughs> talked over it. <laughs> and I was That's like, awesome. well, upload. There we go. <laughs> Matt's, like, Matt's like, you didn't – he's like, you just said that, like, right here in the shop. I'm like, yeah, just, just put it up. He's like – and, you know, you guys are in the YouTube world. He's like, you got you to gotta cut this out. I was like, no. I'm just putting it up. I don't care about any of that crap. I don't care about, like, you got to upload on Thursdays or upload on Sunday or whatever. I'm like, if you notice, there's zero schedule. I'm just, like, randomly uploading. Okay, that's done. Hit upload. That's done. Hit upload. Like, you know, I, 
I think technically though, because if you're not using like if you're mainly using your phone and using only. that for all, Right, only. for audio and stuff. Yeah. So then and editing. Go- I only edit on my phone, too. <laughs> right, so to go nice. from that, because a lot of people, one of the things that kind of annoys me on voiceovers is you have, like, kind of media, just regular phone audio, which uh-huh. is fine until you go to a voiceover that sounds perfectly like this on a really good mic. And it, yeah. then, then, then people notice that the audio is shitty. Yeah. So if you just... Keep it with whatever mic you use Consistent, the whole time. Yeah. So if Dustin and I do a do a voiceover, it's the same little wireless mic that he always wears. I don't I don't use these nice mics for the right. voiceover because then it throws people off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just keep consistent with the audio, whether it's really it, good over. Basically, it. you're saying keep it crappy all the time. Keep I got it. it. <laughs> I got it. If it starts shitting, I'm totally you can't. down with that. I'm totally down with that. You know, I'm kind of like traumatized from the Dragon Twist video because I go back and I listen to that whistling, crappy audio track I put in there. And every time I put music behind a video now, I'm like, oh, my God, that's too loud. That's too loud. I got to pull it down. I got to pull it down. Then I'll play, yeah. the, I'll, I'll play the video back. and I'm like, you can't even hear the music. I that's know. Like, yeah. The constant battle. Yeah. And I we still fight with after, you know, we've done like hundreds of like 30, 40 minute videos. Yeah. I'm still every time I'm like, is that too loud? Is someone going to be like, oh, the goddamn guitar music i can't hear him hammering like like how much of that do you want to hear like that's another thing that uh, i didn't mean to interrupt you but like that that point you just made right there is the exact point that i don't care about anymore like i'm i'm not worried about i'm not here making documentaries i just want to like share some information if you can hear it great if you can't whatever plus you can make you can put everything you have into making the best video that you could make and somebody will always complain about the it littlest is, thing. This is true. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, who cares? Just put it up. Because ultimately, why are you putting it up for your friends, for your family, and yeah. for the people in the community? You know, you're not right. like, that's the whole reason I put up that Dragon Twist video that got one point whatever million views. Is I was trying to show my friends how to do it. And then this stupid thing goes viral. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, it's so dumb. But yeah. anyway, that's why I started Instagram. That's why I started everything. It was just to show my friends. Like, yeah. they were all giving me crap. Like, oh, you're not online. Nobody can see what you're doing. I'm like, who cares? And then I got on there and I'm like, okay, there's like a real community here of people that, yeah. you know, aren't pieces of crap. Who actually care. Yeah, yeah they're right, not pieces right. of crap and they're not going to make some stupid comment and it's just yeah. like, whatever. Well, and, yeah. and that's the good thing about you kind of running gunning your videos. You're yeah. not, it doesn't, there's a point of diminishing return on how much you, time you spend on that stuff. There sure is. Like, I think like, sometimes I go like, well, Dust, maybe I should like color crack stuff and, and do more and, and do this and like, and get certain like, there's like audio specs that you can find and filters yeah. and do a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. But then like, it's going to take me 50% more time to do this. And it's only going to give us a, what, like a 3% improvement that maybe no one sees. Yeah. So right. there's, there's a point of, yes, we want to make great videos, but I'm not going to have a huge camera rig with, uh, all this stuff attached to it. I want it as light and easy. And we're going to use the kit lens that's on the camera, even though it's a good expensive camera. There's a point where you just we we have to get it done. What do you guys yeah. shoot on? Just curious. Uh, a uh, Lumix uh, S S five. It's Panasonic. Oh okay. It's nice. Yeah. It's it's four K full frame camera. Like it's it looks great. We used to shoot on little Nikon DSLR, which was fine, but then we we wanted four K stuff, so that's what we use. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think like that aspect of what we do is, is the artistic side for you. So like you said, you know, when you're, if you're going to put in this extra time and effort for something, it's like you said, Chris, Chris, if it's for you, right, you're making it as if the thing is for yourself. So Devin, if you make the video and you're happy with it, then that's as far as you need to go. So you're going to go as far as you need to go until you're happy with it (laughs) as a, as an, as the artistic director of the video, that being your artwork, you know? So like and if you, you don't think another, that color correction is necessary to get the point across and to feel like you're right. in the shop with us, try, then try to do what you got to do. Try to get everything in camera, right? Make sure it's right in the beginning. Get audio. Make sure your white balance is okay. And after that, you're, you're, you're good. Just get the right shots. Or yeah. just shoot everything on your iPhone and upload it. <laughs> <laughs> just Listen, so, I'm friends with, like, some of the best YouTubers out there like <laughs> and good friends. You cannot predict any of this stuff. No, you can't. You can put yeah. all the time in you want. You can shoot the – look at your guys' number one video, making a bushcraft axe. It's two yeah, right. axes. One of them's not even like a bushcraft – well, like they're both like roofing axes, aren't they? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and look at that. That's like a phone picture with some crappy right. text, and that's your video that crushes. Right, not, yeah. Not the no ones prediction. you guys shot and made beautiful and great thumbnails. <laughs> nope, it's the two crappy roofing axes that you guys turned into a bushcraft axe. Yep. It's like so so I think people just overanalyze the internet yeah. all together and ultimately it's like what are you trying to get out of it? You right. know, is this is this is this uh paying your mortgage? Is this supporting your family? Or is mm-hmm. it just something you guys are doing for fun? If it's something right. you're doing for fun, then you really should just be like hitting upload anyway, I think, because yeah. you're doing it for fun. But if part of the fun is color correcting and making sure the audio is then right. do that too. But yeah, um, and I think and and the benefit to it is obviously, you know, we get a, a little bit of money back from YouTube, but really it's yeah. it's like the it's the connections, it's the community that we're part of. Like there is a, you know, I Honestly, like when I started Instagram, which was after we started the YouTube channel, basically uh-huh. to promote the channel, I found that the Instagram community is much more like it's a much more attractive community. Like there's a yeah. lot more positivity there. But yep. even that even saying that, I mean, we have obviously a lot more views on YouTube and that and probably the percentages are about the same because of how many people do comment and like and subscribe and say, like, you know, thank you so much for putting this out here. It's really gotten me into this new hobby that I love. And right. you know, I've had people that I met at blade show this year who started knife making because of watching our videos and now are like exhibiting it at blade show. Like that's a really cool aspect of what we do in this community and being part of social media, I think is that fun part of it. I'll, I'll say the weird thing about YouTube is they make it impossible to talk to other YouTubers. Mm. There is no DM. There is no, oh, there's, yeah. I mean, now they just added where you can, you know, everyone has an at or, or a tag, yeah. but it's like, it's so hard. You have to like go in their thing and maybe they leave their email. Maybe not. Right. It's so stupid. Instagram's like here, you can DM them. And if they want to talk to you, they'll talk to you. That's right, yeah. YouTube needs their own DM system. And another thing is if you, and if you don't want to talk about this, we can cut it out. The, uh, you're, yeah. you're looking for someone to help with videos. So you're not totally just going to run and gun it. You do want someone to help shoot a lot, right? Wait, are you talking about me personally? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, me and Matt and I both want that. So right. we need, uh, we need a dead, because what's happening now is, um, he shoots everything, but he's uh, making yeah. a lot of super cool stuff. So he's not here right now, which is why I'm uploading with the phone and all that stuff. But anyway, I'll probably still continue to do that as well, but, um, the reason we put the word out there, one, we got like five people that, um, including yourself that 
messaged us about it, but um, we the how, how do I word this properly? Uh, the format of what you are showing to the audience changes when there's somebody else filming it. Mm-hmm. When you have a camera on a tripod, it's totally like it's kind of awkward. You're talking to nobody. You know, yep. you're just having a conversation with nobody. When there's an actual person there, it kind of changes the dynamic of, like, maybe the explanation could have been a little better because you're explaining to the person mm-hmm. that's behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Right. And honestly, that's – we want to film every single day, five days a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or seven. We could film seven, too, because we we work seven days a week. But um, <laughs> I, we want to have something shot because everything we do is interesting to us. So mm-hmm. it has to be interesting to other people, and I just want to share that part of it. Um, there's like a whole beh- like behind the scenes. Everybody sees the finished product on the internet, whether it be yeah. Instagram or whatever, but nobody sees like all the down in the trenches, digging through the mm-hmm. mud to get the mm-hmm. crap. I've had people come <laughs> here to work before, and they're like, what you do is so cool. I'm like, oh, c- come on over. Let's try it out. Here's how much I'll pay you. They're like, one week, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, like I got to wire wheel all this crap. Well, yeah, the rust doesn't just fall off. Like, <laughs> you have to all this paint, everything has to come off. We have to see if there's anything damaged. It's like life. Life doesn't work in time lapse like yeah, it does on the it, internet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's, everybody sees the home runs and the thumbs ups and yeah, the, yeah. you know, it's like no, there's like real work being done behind the scenes. It's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, we have the we spent two thousand dollars on a crane today. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? Exactly. So it's like, there's a lot of behind the scenes <laughs> stuff that, and we just want to try and capture that and share more because I think Matt is kind of over the giant builds that last two, three, four, sometimes two months. Yeah, and then right. it's like, you yeah. know, it's trying to be consistent and put content up and cause that's what it's really about is being consistent, right? Like yeah. if somebody's yep. going to come to your channel or see what you have going on, then you have to be somewhat consistent. You can't just like, like I did get, 13 sub 13,000 <laughs> subs for one video five years ago and then never yeah, upload right. a single video <laughs> i actually made the joke that once it hit a million i was going to delete the channel like it never existed everybody's like you better not do that but the ad the adsense was doing good at the time i was like oh maybe i'll just let it roll for a little yeah, bit yeah right exactly <laughs> yeah i was like yeah. that, that couple hundred bucks a month's pretty nice actually <laughs> for gas or whatever but mm-hmm. anyway yeah <laughs> Um, Chris, what's your, uh, what's your, like, I don't know. I want, I want to say like favorite tool you've ever found and restored, but like, I know just seeing your excitement, um, talking about the big coal forge that you just got being like, this is the biggest one that they ever produced. That you know, like crazy. Yeah. And, and showing the other one that you had, that's like just a, what, like a foot, uh, shorter in both yeah. dimensions in yeah. your shop, you know, like what's, what's your, what are some of the kind of the big finds that you found over the years that were really cool? So that, that powered hacksaw I was talking about earlier, yep, that yep. is like, that thing has a style. Like everybody, you know, there's this, there's also this thing that I kind of addressed in that new video too, where people always say, oh yeah, I have that exact same one. You know, like yeah, right. that's a, that's an internet thing. Like yeah. they're having like uh, <laughs> you know, contest or whatever. It's like, I'm not trying to have a contest with you. I'm just telling you that I have never seen th- another one like this. That doesn't <laughs> right, mean yeah. that another one doesn't exist. Yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah so everybody yeah. tries to like pipe up and, you know, say like, well, I have that exact same one, but that powered hacksaw <laughs> I have from Peerless is literally amazing. Everybody, yeah. yes, Peerless made powered hacksaws. There's a ton of them out there. There's probably millions or hundreds of thousands or whatever. 
but mm-hmm. this particular style I've never seen um, nice. of. And Matt actually bought that part of another deal that he was buying some woodworking equipment, and I was, mm-hmm. like, totally uninterested in woodworking equipment, but I was like, I want this powered hacksaw. Nice. And I ended up, <laughs> you know, kind of kind of taking it from him and, like, this is mine now. <laughs> it stays here. But, um, no, that's, like – if you you guys got to see that thing in person, or maybe you didn't pay attention to it too much because there was a lot going on, but um, yeah. that that thing is like out of this world, crazy cool. It's turn of the century, right when electricity line shafts went out the window, mm-hmm. kind of, but they were still using line shaft parts mixed mm-hmm. with electricity, so it was like two things, like two eras coming together to make one uh, tool work. Cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. Um, so it, it still has line shaft pulleys on it, but it has a motor from uh, nineteen, I think nineteen twelve on it or something. Whew, man. So all it's the still all working. The con- That's crazy. Yeah, and all the <laughs> contacts are open. There's no, it's not a Jeez. sealed motor. So you see the electricity spinning in there. You can hear it crackling, like as the saw is running. It's so cool. I get so. Ex- I use That's it every awesome. single day to cut material. And is that um so so when a power hacksaw works that's like it's going forward and back right not like a a bandsaw so yeah no it's going forward it, and back but the does the it cool lift thing, on, it, yes that's uh, the thing okay. so it lifts yeah, on the yeah. backstroke uh, that's wild or I'm sorry it lifts on the forward stroke and pulls down and and back on the backstroke uh, okay yeah 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 that's it's crazy. it's super cool and it's that's just awesome. like all these working mechanisms just and it's got a transmission on it and it's crazy it's like Jeez. turn of the century. Heavy as crap. It thing probably weighs like eight hundred pounds. True. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Awesome. Um, but yeah, that's like one of my my all time nice. favorite things that I've gotten in a while. Where I've just been like, dang, this thing is. Because I see a lot of stuff, whether it be on the internet or like in person. I've seen a lot, a lot of tools, all different kinds. Yeah. And this thing was just like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> and there was also a time when. That's part of the appeal to me is I yeah. say it sometimes on Instagram posts is like there was a time when the manufacturers cared about the aesthetic of the tool. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I know you guys have yeah. pointed out in like um, uh, hacksaw um, handles and stuff or, or not hacksaw. What am I trying Accent. to say? Wood, Accent. wood, no, like oh, yeah, wood, yeah. wood saws, you know, wood saws that have like carving in them and stuff right. like in the yeah. handles. And then uh-huh. some of them were just like plain Jane or whatever. It's like, yep. no, somebody actually gave a crap about what this thing looked like. And that, yeah. that gets me like super excited. When you see something that's like the casting super smooth mm-hmm. or they really took the time to like, you know, that's that's part of the appeal to these workstations too is I'm kind of like mixing new fabrication. Like I'm welding parts on it, mm-hmm. like different tool racks and stuff, but it still has that aesthetic of like it was made in the turn of the century, like late 1800s base early yeah. 1900s and it's just got that that tough like iron age look to it that's what i really like about those right and then you combining it with some new materials and exactly. stuff in a way that like now it's speaking to like these other you know multiple time periods yes. but still with the aesthetic that you wanted to come from that it's got this like yeah the time period where people cared i think that's i think yeah. that's really important and that's i mean that's like one of the main reasons our channel's named what it is because it's the art is in the craftsmanship. It's in like how you make something, how you present it to the people that are going to see it and like how right. you care about that and where, how that translates into like, you know, what you, t- what you put out, you know, you can tell when someone cares that, right. you know, they're like, I don't know. Like I just made a, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Like a, a, cl- a cloak pin, um, you know, 
super simple, just like yeah. straight pin with Kurt with um, with scrolls on the side. Mm-hmm. But just like getting things symmetrical and getting the pin symmetrical and taking my time, like that part I love about making. And <laughs> like I think that's what you're saying is that like just putting you can tell at the end like okay yeah this is you know the the like the tapers are even and and you know like the the sides are symmetrical and right. and just like little bits here and there where it could it would function perfectly fine if it wasn't that way and that's kind of the mindset of people making things these days like it'll still function perfectly fine but yeah you don't get like uh what jim but uh what's it uh wrangler star says you don't get the fizz from it you know you don't get that like excitement of holding that thing and that's almost just the same like excitement of like of using a a good working tool as being able to look at it in your shop and be like excited about how it looks visually yeah (laughs) is is there a um I'm, i'm trying to figure out like the intersection of 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 when tools became uncool <laughs> right like overly complicated obviously you can say like you can start in the 70s go to 80s and the 90s obviously yeah but and there's also a point where you go back to like the 80s and you can't find any pieces for it because it's it's shitty and it's like overly complicated at the same time but if you go back like you're saying like early 1900s yeah then it becomes where maybe you can't find the parts but you can understand how it works and make your own parts mm. Yeah. Where's like, what's the worst chunk of years? Is it like 80s and 90s? I think it, it was, no, I think it was when uh, big box stores became popular. Like when mm. Mon- Montgomery Wards became popular, when uh, Harry Homeowner wanted to have his little shop in his house. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah. let's sell cheap bench, cra- let's make as much money as we can and sell the crappiest tools. Right. And I think that's exactly when it started. And, and some would say like that, that was probably like late 60s, early 70s when stuff started mm. getting kind of crappy. And like they started introducing more plastics and stuff like yeah, that, you know. Yeah, right. And they're like, like, "Yeah, don't don't fix it. Just buy a new one." Yeah, just buy a new one. Exactly. <laughs> like, but just if I had if I had this weird shaped piece of plastic, like, can you just give me another one of these? This is what broke. This is why the whole thing's broke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can't you can't buy one of those. I can't yeah. I can't get the two cent plat. No, we we don't we don't sell those. It's a strange <laughs> thing. That's exactly what I'm. I want to stay away from too. Is like that kind of yeah. crap. I lifetime warranty all my stuff. Everything. Yeah, that's awesome. You know why yeah. I do that? Everybody says that. That's the same reaction. That's so cool. Because that stuff was here before I was here. Right. <laughs> and it's yeah, gonna exactly. it's gonna continue to be here after I'm gone. Because so that's the I, I know for a fact that I can lifetime warranty that because if it hasn't broken yet, it's probably not gonna break. Because I'll tell you what, they were a lot harder on stuff back in the day than anybody is today. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So. I heard you talking to the guys from Baker Forge and Tool saying how, like, you had tested one of the hammers that you gave them on, you know, two-by-fours and stuff. And then they get into their shop and they're oh, on full gosh. tilt, super Look. hard. And, like, one week they're like, <laughs> we need you to come down and help us fix were this. You, you were sitting there when I had that conversation? <laughs> no, I was. I listened to, uh, I think, on their po- on your podcast when you had oh. uh, Koi on. Yeah. <laughs> or it might have been on Jeff's when I was just uh, on maybe Jeff's. Yeah, yeah, but it, maybe. I, yeah. he texted me this morning, Coy did, and yeah. I told him every time his name comes up on my phone, he's the only person I want to write back, what did you break now? Yeah. <laughs> because those <laughs> right. guys, like, you know, if anybody's going to put it to the test, it's those guys. <laughs> but, that's, uh, awesome. that's how That's how I want it to be, too. I don't want these things yeah. going out in the world and, like, not being used or, like, oh, I just – I bought it because it was cool looking. Like I don't yeah, want that. Like right. get out of here. You're shopping at the wrong store, son. I'm not selling. <laughs> I'm not selling it to you because it looks cool. Yeah. You know? A lot of my there, there's a guy. Actually, there's two gentlemen out there that own three of those workstations. 
Yeah, right on. So six of them are in two different shops. It's kind of crazy. That's awesome. Um, Dustin bought uh, your your throwing hatchet, which we didn't realize was <laughs> your throwing hatchet. Or I just, like, when we were up there, obviously you had everything laid out. But then you had a bunch of axes laid out, which obviously Dustin is always attracted to. They were but just I, throwers. Those were yeah, all our throwers. <laughs> I was yeah. looking at them. I was like, oh, this one has, like, his stamp on it. I get, you know, I guess I assume he made it. I was like, oh, maybe sell them. Like, ask him. This would be cool to have. Like, you know, it's in, <laughs> he, he made it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you weren't even thinking about selling it until, like, Dustin came up. Like, yeah. you want to sell this? Like, oh. I, I didn't realize it was a thing that you, like, used a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now it's gone. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, we don't – we're not – look, listen, we're not chopping wood over here. We're just throwing them. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> like that's right. all we're doing with them. Oh, no, that's cool I told too. Roy to send me one of his Black Ravens so I could throw one of those and piss <laughs> off the internet. But, yeah, that's what Brandon's doing with the yeah. Raven, like using the Black Raven. People are like, "Whoa, what are you yeah. doing?" And then you Did, see this morning, Jim Jim made his own uh, Black Raven. So awesome, isn't it? It's so cool. He put his name it's on it and so everything. So cool. Yeah, yeah. That's just, I, gonna, that's just gonna fire up all those axe nerds. Uh, are gonna get so mad about that. What do you What do you do to it? He just he he uh, laser etched the Black Raven logo, but down in the bottom, like where it says like where it's from, it says Deresta, and then it's like you know, uh, what's it, Virginia, like West yeah. Virginia and Charlottesville, West Virginia. It's awesome. Yep. It's right on, and it's really small, and it fits the font perfectly. Man, I was like, uh, imagine finding one of those in the wild. You like you think it's a oh, Black yeah. Raven, but then it says Deresta, and you're like, oh, bigger Black score. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I was I joked about you with you at the tool sales like look in a couple years this thing probably be worth a million dollars because right, imagine exactly. finding like a guy that doesn't make axes right yeah imagine mm-hmm. if we did that today like if yeah. you had a manufacturer that was well known that made say like they were a well-known like uh vice maker like yeah. they made bench vices like prentice imagine finding a prentice axe mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah, you'd be like right, what exactly. this has got to be like so then, like, the, I was joking when I said that, but imagine, like, 100 years from now when people are researching, like, the time of the Internet. Yeah. You know, and it's like when everybody's speaking telepathically or whatever, they find, they find an axe that says Mount Philip Metalworks. It's like, wait a second, this guy didn't make axes. Or they yeah, find exactly. it the rest of Black Raven. They're like, this yeah. has got to be, like, the one-of-a-kind thing. And then it'll sell for, like, $1.8 million at a Christie's auction. Yeah, right. Meanwhile, it's yeah. like, yeah, these idiots, they used to just post things on YouTube, and they had an Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I was just – I was thinking about that with uh, with my daughter yesterday and, our, and my buddy uh, Sean. I was like, man, just like the, the crazy distance, the technology of – our world has it's come in the wild. last 10 years or the last yeah. like 20 years. Like when we were kids, it was no, like the internet started, you know, in our lifetime, it's crazy. And now, you know, and like, there were no cell phones, there was no computers really. I mean, they were there, but no one had them. Not, how old, like, how old I was, are you like, guys? I just turned 40 this year. Okay. You're same age as me. Dem, how old are you? 35. I had two guys in my shop working last week that didn't know what nine 11 was. 
Holy <laughs> cow. Okay, now if that doesn't make... I'm only 40. That made me feel like I was 140. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm <crazy>. like, what? <laughs> yeah. They were like, yeah, we're, me and my buddy just randomly were talking about it. I don't even know how the subject got brought up. And they were like, yeah, we weren't <laughs> even born. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, there was a time when... <laughs> you guys weren't alive like do you even know what a phone looks like that had a that had a cord on it like yeah, phones, right, exactly. phones phones used to have cords on them yeah i i, I they're I, like I you mean like in stranger things yeah, yeah. get the fuck out of here no i just yeah. you know that little phone toy that you like pull behind and it's like a rotary yes. phone yeah like yeah, yeah. kids won't know what they're dragging like what yeah. is that like that's a telephone it's not just a weird yeah. toy with wheels yeah, <laughs> dragging crazy. a long iphone behind them from now on <laughs> <laughs> It, it is funny though. You're right about the technology thing. It's so crazy. Like even in the time that we're alive, it's this is a really good time to be alive. Yeah. Straight up, yep. like honestly, things are changing so fast. It's so yeah. sh- like the world is just weird and wild, but it's also <laughs> kind of cool at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. Like my buddy Sean was saying, like he's he's gotten to the point now where there's like there are things that are happening that he doesn't understand and it really annoys him you know he's like i don't want to be that guy like i i want to understand because he works he's an engineer so he works in technology but like you know it's like you get to the point where if things are moving so fast and you know it's always been right at the forefront of our lives and now it's like you know the next generation is just it's they're just taking it in stride like it's not it's it's exactly what their world is it's crazy they've always had they've always had iphones right yeah um what was i oh yeah the one well, not the other day just in general over the last few years at at orioles games um listening to whatever music is popular i i finally now know i'm old because i don't understand the music <laughs> right because i'm finally like <laughs> oh bad. this is it this is it to be like i'm finally the one yelling that's not music <laughs> yeah i'm like oh, okay i'm old now that's pretty bad. I don't get it. You're like, not music. we used to have to send in little subscription things and get CDs, and the music would get sent to us in the mail. You had to take a chance and buy the album because you're yep. one song on the on the on the radio yes. on the radio that we we're hoping the rest of the album is like, good. Oh, this fuel <laughs> CD sucks. You would you would sit with the record and the play button on your tape deck oh, and like yeah. wait for your uh, yeah. song. Like that's Got a it. real thing. Like yeah yeah, and then you'd make your mix. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got him. It was in yeah. order that you captured it on the radio. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, one more thing, Chris. I was thinking, like, we can have two more things, Devin. Okay, it's fine. I'll, I'll give one, and then Dustin <laughs> will have one. Um, you obviously have to travel a lot. Do you do you enjoy driving around all these different places and dropping stuff off and helping people move this heavy shit? I freaking love it yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah, I do. I really love it. Um. All my, you know, I don't, I don't put any, um, I don't put any, uh, bad, I'm trying to figure out how to word this properly. I, I don't look down on the traveling part. A lot of people are like, oh, I hate driving. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to go see my friends. The whole reason yeah, I yeah, drove, yeah. you guys drove 10, 11 hours down to Atlanta. Yep. Like we wanted to mm-hmm. go hang out. We weren't there for any reason. What were you guys there for? Same reason I was just to go yeah, hang exactly. out, check right. it out. Yep. It's like, so it's like uh, tomorrow I'm leaving in the morning to drive six hours to go hang out with my friends. Yeah, you know, it's there's not. It's the same thing when I'm delivering tools or whatever. It's like, eventually. And plus, how cool is it to go see other people's shops? Yeah, like this is true. You know, drive seven and a half hours to Liam Hoffman's, go hang out with him for like a half hour, turn mm-hmm. around, drive back home. It's like, that's, <laughs> it's just part of the deal. It's like, yeah, I want to make sure. I, I don't mind it at all. To answer your question, no. It's 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 just one of the things. 
um, a lot of times the price of fuel is factored into the price of whatever they're buying anyway. Yeah, and they're, they're, yeah. They understand that. That, yeah. like, you could pay a shipping company, you know, five to $1,500, or you could pay me $500 to drive right. it all the way out <laughs> yeah, there. You exactly. know, it's like, and my hands, you know, don't leave it. You don't have to worry about some schmuck, you know, unloading it or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yep. you can just mm. go. So, yeah, a lot of the times I lo- I drove a drill press to Texas. You know, Jeez. like, <laughs> told my wife, I'll be back in a week. Where are you going? I got to take a drill press to Texas. <laughs> Guy's paying me to drive it. He didn't trust a shipping company. So, yeah. I said, like, you want to pay me to drive it? I'll give you all my receipts when I get there for gas. You pay me for the gas. That's it. Yeah. All your your Wawa receipts. All my Wawa <laughs> receipts. Listen, we, listen. You guys know about the Wawa. We know. We know. There's yeah. a lot of people I, out there that don't understand. Grew, it. grew up on Royal Farms wasn't a thing. I grew nah. up on Wawa. Royal Farms sucks. I don't care what their sign says about <laughs> world famous chicken. That chicken's awful. Oh, I don't know. I might have to disagree with you there. I do like their chicken. Really? That's a little, but the but is it, yeah, but is oh, it yeah. world famous? I mean, come on. Uh, it's just I was chicken. I was very skeptical in the fir- until the first time I had it, and I was like, damn, this is good chicken. Wait, hang on. It's good gas station chicken. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's good yeah, gas right. station chicken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just right. like Wawa's a good deli, a gas station deli sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Listen, I had two guys come down from New York last week, and they were like, man, we always hear you talk about Wawa. That place is awesome. They're <laughs> like, I've, I've, I've never had a good cup of coffee at a gas station. I'm like, yep, that's right. I will say, I did, did Wawa become, start making that much food because of, what came first, like the the Royal Farms, a bunch of food, or the Wawa, a bunch of food? I think it was Sheets. Was it? Uh, oh, yeah, I think yeah, Sheets. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Sheets was dominating in the food world with uh, gas station food. I mean, don't get me wrong, Sheets is pretty good too, but yeah. um, you know, yeah. uh, for us Marylanders, Wawas are everywhere. Yeah, because so. we would go to Wawa when we were young, when we were kids, because yeah. it was it was it was like cheap, a little bit cheaper than Seven Eleven. Right, a little right. bit more local. Right, but it was but it was just a convenience store, you know. Yeah, right. it had, it, it, know, it had good. It had coffee. And, we we yeah. used to go get coffee there. We yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> I think, what do you mean used to? You should still go get coffee. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't drink coffee. Oh, okay. That's crazy. Okay. I got you. <laughs> Oh my no, god! We used to if, stop. I, if I could have an IV drip of coffee, I would love that. I love coffee so much. Do you do that? Too, you you yeah. go to Wawa mostly every morning? Every single day, like clockwork. As soon <laughs> as my crazy. feet hit the floor, me and the dog are in the truck. Oh, they must love you. <laughs> yeah, they love me. <laughs> they do. And then if I I will literally pass exits to get back to a state that has a Wawa. Like if I need gas, I will hold out until I see a Wawa sign. <laughs> <laughs> because they're not everywhere, you know. It's yeah, like when yeah. you're driving across country, they're not everywhere. So, uh, I, uh, I, we used to when we would like, we were probably, I guess my when our oldest brother started to drive, and we would we would go to church in the morning on Sundays, and on the way we would stop at Wawa and get like coffee, or we would get like the uh, the cappuccino machine thing, and you put like yeah. we put like two Splendas in and like two equal <laughs> and like two regular sugars and it was Jeez. crazy it was insane you guys like, were amped up oh uh, it was nuts i remember thinking back now it's nuts and i'm i'm definitely like i love coffee but i i pr- always prefer my own like homemade coffee just out of the drip machine that's like the way i yeah. make it is like how i like it but no i, I just like coffee 
in general. Look, so. we are very particular about like what brands we work with and everything. But mm. if Wawa ever hit me up for like a massage, <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want any money. Just give me coffee every every day. <laughs> Lifetime supply of coffee. I'll do whatever social media posts you want, whatever videos. You hear that, Wawa? So yeah. For $32 a month, you can own Chris Cash. That's exactly right. (laughs) Devin, I wish it was $32 a month. (laughs) How much much is is a cup of coffee now? Well, I mean, it's not just coffee. You know, you you got to get, like, you got to get a sandwich. The breakfast sandwich. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, wait. I could could eat a granola bar for lunch. You know, it's like. (laughs) So you want want free (laughs) rain. You want to walk in and just. Give me, like, the Wawa everything. (laughs) Yeah. The express card. No, I'll I'll do coffee. Coffee. Coffee's fine. I'd be fine with coffee. You want the the, <laughs> the Wawa the, uh, ambassador? The yeah, gold. The, yes. There you go. The gold card. There's a um in in MLB. If you work, I think it's thirty or forty years full time. Uh-huh. They give you a golden ticket, and you can go to any ballpark in the country for free. Dang. Ooh, so you want cool. you want a Wawa golden ticket? Yes. <laughs> Is that real? Is that a real yeah. thing, Devin? Yeah, my uh, old my old boss. He just. Finally got his, and he's been no all over the country. Just That's loving it. That's awesome. But <laughs> is it just ticket. just admission, or is it like everything? I think it's just admission. Oh, okay. I don't think you can get your your beers and hot dog. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> <laughs> just flash the card, bam. You guys are big uh, <laughs> baseball fans, aren't you? Both of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Is it just yeah. because uh, being so close to Orioles Stadium and everything? Yeah, well, and I I work there, so I'm at every home game. Um, oh, okay. I do the. Uh, for the in-house show, I do the replays and highlights and stuff during the oh, game. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. um, I'm kind of forced to be, but we've always we've always lived around around Baltimore, Baltimore County. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And our our dad uh, was got into production when we were, I guess, maybe in middle school. He got into like TV production, and then so he started working with the Orioles off and on occasionally. Um, and then over the years, like you know, more or less, we've you know been involved with the Orioles, and then Devin started work with them as well. So. Um, yeah, we have, it's, it's kind of nice. You like, we'll go to the, uh, go to the stadium like that. My, my daughter and I were at a game, uh, two weeks ago and, um, my, you know, they had like the big screen. And so pretty much anytime we go, if we want to be on the big screen, we'll just text Devin or my dad or whatever and be like, Hey, can you, you know, we're in this area and this seat, you know, or if our friends go and, you know, there's nothing cooler. Like when you're, that's kind of a cool flex. That's yeah, a really exactly. Cool yeah. Flex, yeah. Like, Oh, just, just wait a minute. We'll be up on the big screen. Hang on. You know, let me call my brother real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my daughter was saying that she was like, I can't wait to like go to the O's games in a few years when it's just me and my friends. And I'll just like, Oh, let me text my uncle real quick. Yep. And he'll get us up on the big screen yeah. i was That's like yeah. awesome. she has an unlimited amount of those she can do it whenever she wants That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. um the, the only thing is annoying i if it's direct family i'll always do it of course yeah. yeah and then if it's a direct family's friend i'll always do it but when it's a friend of if it's like <laughs> a three, friend of a friend if of a it's friend. three removed <laughs> yeah then i really have a hard time it's, I got like, you. <laughs> it's like a friend of a friend's boss yeah like no like yeah i'm not no i like no stop yeah is there yeah? Is there like eight year old child there? Maybe? Yeah, it's like you know? someone. It's like someone I don't know that well because <laughs> I don't have their number. They say, "Hey, it's so and so. My boss is there." It's like, wait, you're not even there. <laughs> and so then I have to talk to the camera guys without a description, without like, oh, hey, there's this guy in orange and black. Like, <laughs> oh, geez. can you can you find him for me? So yeah. I'm the asshole. So I'm like, no, no. <laughs> 
Yeah. All right, Chris. So uh, we let you know that we'd like you to tell us a disaster story. So, you know, I, I know you've like you've had all sorts of broken tools through your hands, but any uh, any like big disaster <laughs> for something you made or restored where you either had to like start over or just like scrap it. Yeah. What, what um, do you got? I don't think I was trying to rack my brain and think about the tool side of things or even the blacksmith side of things. I mm. haven't really had. Um, oh, you know, something that's kind of current. So that um, big giant forge that I just got, which I put up on the YouTube channel and all that stuff and on Instagram, I used to have one of those that um, I loved. It wasn't it wasn't the big giant one. It was just like Mm -hmm. a smaller one, almost almost a little bit. It was a little bit smaller than what I currently have. But uh, moisture had gotten underneath of the fire brick, and Mm -hmm. I did not know this, Mm -hmm. and I was using it. And the entire forge split in half right down the middle as I was using it. And I had no idea. And I was working and I hear this boom. If you've ever heard cast iron pop, like Mm -hmm. it makes a very strange sound. It's not like a crack. It's just like it's almost like a gun going off, kind of like in the distance. It makes like a boom noise. Um, And I heard that noise and I thought something fell against the wall. Because the forge never moved. Because when cast iron cracks, it stays on the same plane until uh, you bump yeah. it or shift it. That's why cast iron breaks are always like puzzle pieces. You can right. like put them right back together. So this thing cracked through the entire center oh, of, the, of the forge. <laughs> and it I didn't realize it for a long time until a friend came over and they looked at it and went, oh, what happened to your forge? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> they're like, there's a big crack in the center. I was like, oh my gosh <laughs> and i just ended up throwing the whole thing in the trash because it oh, was geez. after that it was a, a literal crack from the front all the way to the back and it was like I, this isn't even salvageable and i ended up just scrapping it oh but did you yeah. did you have any feeling that it wasn't working as well or you no just... no no, it worked just fine uh-huh. i just it was just literally uh the temperature fluctuated so much from cold to hot uh, that yeah. it just popped just randomly you know there was probably like a hairline fracture or something there right moisture had gotten into it and then as the heat came up to temperature so fast it just expanded and cracked it and pop and then it's done oh jeez. <laughs> yep yep there's where your uh, lifetime warranty comes into play someone's yeah, like well exactly. the 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 giant forge one of a kind forge broke right. in half yeah now what do we do you're like uh that was <laughs> actually it was actually yeah. partly my fault though because i was letting the flu leak repeatedly uh, and was like oh i gotta fix that one day <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah. let it let it keep leaking well then it would like pool under the fire brick where you mm. couldn't see it mm, so yeah. it was like the out of sight out of mind thing yeah. and then lit it up one day and just pow all the way across that's crazy so yeah that's <laughs> but that's other than that the i really haven't had anything where it's like i've gotten something to the end point yeah. you know everything i do like I'm not in a rush for anything. I don't pre-order it. Mm-hmm. I don't let anybody prepay me for anything. Yeah, um, I good. don't do like a pre-sale like sale on anything, whether it be a big piece of equipment, small, like any of that stuff. I'm just like, don't do it at all because it puts you in right. this mindset of like, I need to hurry up, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want to hurry up and do anything. I want to make sure that everything is like exactly the way it needs to be. So yeah. I, haven't, I haven't had anything like on a, on a piece that I've sold that's been messed up or whatever. 
Nice. That's good. <laughs> I guess that helps, you know, when you're starting with things that are already in disrepair yeah. and bring them back to life. You're <laughs> right. like, you've already gone the other way. You're yep. not starting with like raw material and making exactly. something and then it breaks. You're like, yeah. I already got this broken thing. My job is to bring yep. it back to life. Yeah. What's the, nice. um, who's, who's the guy who dropped his power hammer? Oh, Will. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Devin doesn't know. Will Stelter. Oh, yeah. Will. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, man. that's right. Right. Yeah, I, I just rem- I just remember that clip of video. I don't remember where I saw it, but that's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's More the will. thing. I don't I don't yeah. watch as Dustin is my guide yeah. for what to watch on that type of stuff. That's <laughs> interesting. What ca- I'm curious, Devin, uh being you're the camera guy, you're the art of the camera. Isn't that mm-hmm. what you're mm-hmm. art, art of the camera, camera guy? guy? Yeah. <laughs> what what kind of media do you consume being the camera guy for your guys' channel? Uh like makeup, t- makeup tutorials, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you watch? What do you? Where do you draw inspiration from? I like work? you know it doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be something shot. I I really like. You ever watch Tested with Adam Savage? Oh yeah, yep. I love I love Tested. That's oh, actually okay. one of the first long form YouTube channels I ever okay. watched, and that was like, oh, so we can make a forty minute YouTube video. Yeah, and that's kind of what got us into it. Me going, well, yeah, we could we could also maybe spend that much time on on one one youtube video yeah i love tested i love i do also love watching people make things uh i just recently speaking of like <laughs> why don't you know who that is i was telling dustin i was like i'm really liking Duresta's videos <laughs> because because i've i've you know i've known of him the since. godfather of youtube yeah, you're just reading. that's what that's what dustin tells me yeah no, but, but i've seen all i've seen a lot of it over the years but never really sat down and watched a bunch yeah but all like the farm stuff and the go-kart stuff and the tractor repair stuff i've been loving i've been eating it up like oh this is great <laughs> Dude, nobody so that's my recommendation. Uh, Jimmy <laughs> if nobody works harder than Jim, yeah, Jim that's crazy. films. Ev- you know how? So you guys film. You've done content at Maker Camp. You, you. Yeah. I don't know if you guys did. You guys film in Atlanta. I saw you had a camera. But yeah, I don't know. yeah, we did. And you know how it's kind of um, you want to set somebody up for the shot or something mm-hmm. like, hey, we're doing a thing. We want to put you in a, like that kind of thing. Yep. Like. And it, cause there's a little awkwardness that goes on with wh- whoever yeah. you're shooting or just, you know, you're setting up the premise of why you're shooting them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jim doesn't do any of that. He just shoots. He doesn't care who's there, what's around. <laughs> like, it's if you're around him, you chances are you're going to be on film. And it is a hard thing to wrap your brain around mm-hmm. until you see it happening. Like, why did you just put – we're going to the gas station. Why did you just put four GoPros on your mirrors? Like, <laughs> because his mind is like – it literally – you know that uh, that kind of catchy tune that was on Instagram for a while? I was like, everything is content. Everything uh-huh. is content. Yeah, yeah. He is like the embodiment of that. Literally films everything with multiple cameras, multiple angles all the time. But it's also uh, – I don't even want to say it's second nature for him. It's like right. first nature. First na- <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like right. I'm going to set these cameras up, and you can we can have the same conversation if the cameras were on or if they were off. We can do the same things. And I think yeah. that's what makes it so great is it's like this raw, and like just, I, I don't know. He's not setting up. His shots are cool, but his yeah. shots are all natural. They're not like I'm going to put the camera here because it'll look so cool going through the bandsaw. Right. to the other side shooting my face you know it's like no he's just done it so much that like that's where that's where it goes 
Yeah. And, yeah. I think, and that's, you know, I think you get that feeling of just being in, just being in his, in his world. Like you're in the shop with him. You're hanging yeah, out. You're seeing called, over his shoulder. You're doing, yeah. When you go up there, it is the Duresta time warp. Yeah. You get lost. <laughs> like I've been up there, just me and him. Jim, it's two o'clock in the morning, dude. I'm going to bed. All right, well, I'm going to shoot this video. I'm like, dude, it's two o'clock. In the- he's a literal <laughs> vampire, but I love him because he's so inspiring to be around because you want to okay. figure out like, like, how does he do that? How does he have yeah. so much drive? I'm doing the same thing, but I mean, not right. different mediums and stuff, but I don't have that drive. And I'm like <laughs> 15 years younger than him. I should right, have that exactly. drive, you know, but like to me, I'm like, and he has like, you know, the same thing, like. No, I'm, I'm not saying, I know you guys, do you guys both have kids? Yeah. I know Dustin yeah. does. Yeah. So yeah. like Jim doesn't have any kids. I don't have any kids. So that, that frees up a lot of time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I could, I like, I have a time in my brain and I don't know if it's leftover from like when I was on the line working for somebody, but like yeah. in my brain, I shut down at a certain time. It's like, all right, I'm going to eat dinner. <laughs> I'm going to chill with my wife. I want to, yeah. uh, you know, just hang out. He's like a hundred miles an hour all the time. But it's so yeah. inspiring to sit there, and if you see it in person happen, mm-hmm. you're like, you don't know that it, you don't know that uh, content is being filmed. You know what I mean? Right. It's yeah. like there's no setup. There's no like, hey, this is going on channel. It's just like, this is life, and we just film life, and then yeah. it turns into this awesome thing on the back end. You're like, <laughs> dang, that's so like Devin just realizing, just watching his stuff, and be like, his videos are really good. It's like. Yeah, that's like his life, though. That's like what he does. It's so crazy. It's like someone who just comes to him like, "Have you seen Independence Day?" Yeah, that's pretty, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, You're yeah. Like, yeah I, one time we we're at, um, I was at at Camden Yards, um, and then the DJ played uh, whatever Nirvana, and probably like smells like Teen Spirit, something uh-huh. like the biggest Nirvana song ever. Right. And he, my dad's like bopping along. He's like, "This is pretty good." I'm like. You mean Nirvana? <laughs> smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's so good. <laughs> These guys really know what they're doing. Like, yeah, yeah, Dad, they do. This guy Jimmy, he he puts out the, some cool stuff. He yeah, he's, he, he's going somewhere. Yeah, it's it's so funny. Like that same reference you talk about that like kids wearing like um, Motley Crue shirts oh, now. Yeah, like, right. Name yeah. a song. Like from what? <laughs> well, from the band shirt you have on. What? I Ooh, thought this. Was, I thought this was a motorcycle company. <laughs> right, they have no idea. But ACDC. I thought it was re- referencing right. uh, Nikola Tesla. Power. Yeah. <laughs> no. So that's it is power. That's so funny you bring up. I mean, it's hard not to bring up Jim when you talk about yeah. YouTube and stuff. But man, that guy is like. I tell him all the time, like, dude, you are so freaking inspiring. I'll tell him right to his face. I don't message him or nothing. Yeah. I'm like, I don't see how you do the crap you do, man. It's so crazy to watch. And I've talked to him a million times. Like, how do you, how do you do it? He's like, just do it. That's yeah, like, just right. do yeah, it. He's like, a... yeah, I guess that's right. You just, you're just different. You're a freaking vampire. <laughs> <laughs> he stays up all night. Doesn't sleep. And he doesn't, he doesn't come off as like super energetic or like, it's no. just, it's just, it's just there. It's like flows. And just, you know, the one thing that always has inspired me for what he does is like how innovative his brain is. You yeah. know, it's like he, he, and I was thinking about it the other day I was, I was at work and I was watching someone do something with two pieces of wood. Um, and, and I went through my mind and like the eight or 10 different ways I would think of how to connect to two pieces of wood. Right. And, right. and in, in Jim's, Jimmy's mind, it's like 
50 different ways, you know, like, and they're all there. And like every solution is just like floating around waiting to be just like seen. I think they did a good job on uh, making fun where he's like using the magic finger and he's just drawing the solution in the air. Yeah. Like it's just (laughs) crazy. Like that's how I imagine his brain works. He just sees it and he's like, okay, this has to go here and we'll find this like, you know, turning camshaft and it'll do this and blah, blah, blah. And like, and then he just like, pushes it to the to the brink of how fast he can get it done and bam yeah. it's done it's like it's yeah. crazy to me it seems as if right he has you have 10 ideas and he has 50 yeah and he's gonna right. he's gonna get to the answer sorting through 50 yep. faster than you're gonna get to the answer so- sorting through your 10 yep. yeah right exactly <laughs> <laughs> and he's just a, he is like if anybody if you've never met him in person to anybody listening to your guys show mm-hmm. he is the most normal down to earth chill like zero ego he doesn't think he's anybody like i've taken fans of his to meet him before like at maker camp and whatever and he's just they're like oh my god jimmy deresta it's like yeah he's just a normal guy isn't he (laughs) like he's just about (laughs) as normal as you can get yeah but super sweet love that guy love you jim if you're listening yeah yeah that's you know it's it's got to be one of the reasons why he's do, he does so well because he's such a good dude. People want to work with him and want to yeah. want to make him do better, and, and he's just like you know he's just driven and he's you know yeah. when you add those two things together, there you go. That's how you make it work. Yeah, I think people can smell a little bit of bullshit on videos. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. Hence Whether, the reason what, I try to be as real and yeah. as like as as this is the way I am in person is the yeah. same way I am on audio or video or whatever is because. That's the way people should be. <laughs> you know right. I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, especially, you know, in this day and age where you can meet your quote unquote heroes, like because oh, everything's yes. so accessible. So if you meet somebody and they're so different, you're like, OK, yep. well, that's not good anymore. You know, and that's <laughs> and that's like what, you know, movie like actors and stuff. You know, that's how they were forever yep. you know, because no one would ever meet them, really. Yeah. And now now it's like you can walk up and say hi to whoever on wherever that you've seen on TV, you know, for right. years now. And. You gotta be, you gotta be a normal person, or all of a sudden. That, I mean, I think that gets around. Like people, people know it. You know? Yes, they do. They yeah. sure do. Cool. All right. Uh, well, we're gonna finish up the podcast with some recommendations. Chris, do you have a recommendation for the listeners? A recommendation. Yeah, something to listen to. Shout check out, out. Follow. Oh wait, we can like. do something to listen to. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't throw. You didn't tell me about that one. <laughs> well, they're all listening to something right now. So. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um, listen, there is this guy that I just found out about, which, um, Roy has been working with him and I never knew this until a couple weeks ago, uh, mm-hmm. chaotic artworks on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Do you know about this guy already? I, I know I of did, him through Roy's stuff. Yeah. This guy is a sleeper. I never knew this guy existed. <laughs> he does, um, uh, acrylic and um oh my gosh was resin yes thank you resin artwork and Mm -hmm. he does all different patterns think about it like damascus but colorful (laughs) it does (laughs) all these like crazy stuff but he's making um little sculptures and he makes knife scales and he just does his color palette is wild and he's an amazing artist and he's doing it in a medium that a lot of people are trying and not doing that well at. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of yep. people out there trying to do resin art and stuff, but they just kind of miss the mark somehow. Like, it looks mm-hmm. like the same old stuff you see all the time. But this yep. guy, 
Um, I just recently started talking to him. We're going to have him on our podcast um, nice. eventually. But he is – I think he's super talented. A lot of people think this is just you dump a bunch of colors in a bucket and then this is what comes out. But there is like a rhyme and reason and a method to the madness to do mm. what this guy's doing. So Chaotic Artworks on Instagram, that's my recommendation. I love what this guy's doing. And he's nice. just kind of – it's its not a medium that I'm even – I don't even care about this stuff. I don't care about resin or acrylics <laughs> and all that stuff. But this, though, I care about art and I like yeah. different things that people do. And that's very inspiring to me to see this guy's stuff that he posts every day. It's just like, whoa. Nice. So, right on. Yeah, that's uh, one of the things that I've always kind of taken away from from looking at art in general. Like people, people, I'll, I'll show some like painter that I was inspired by, and they're like, "That's weird. That that doesn't look like anything that you do." And I'm like, "Well, that's <laughs> not the point. Like, I didn't have yeah. to be inspired by. I'm not trying to mimic this person. I'm just inspired by their talent. Like, I could be inspired and pull in, you know, little bits of here, things here and there." So yeah, it's cool. I'm not gonna lie. You threw me off, Dustin, when you said you were like trained in like far, fine arts and stuff. I never knew anything. Yeah. How would anybody know that about you? Uh, they wouldn't. I don't know. Right? I mean, I guess like I, I'll show paintings and stuff on my Instagram and talk about it occasionally. But uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. There is, is one a... painting video on our channel. You can go back there. Is there really? Video. Actually, or yeah. maybe two. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, were you doing like cause... landscapes and stuff? What were you doing? Yeah. 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 Oh, landscape okay. painting. Yeah, that's what I do predominantly. Like, that's when I, I just finished a painting that actually my mom asked me to do like ten years ago for her. Interesting. <laughs> She's got this uh, this cabinet, and it wasn't her bathroom in the last house, but it's just like a, a tall, skinny cabinet with two panels on top and bottom, and the panels have heart shaped cut out, like country, uh, you know, folky heart shaped yeah. cut out of the wood panels. Um, and she's, she like, likes the cabinet, but she could care less about the panels. So she asked me a long time ago to make her a painting that would go in the oh, top yeah, and bottom. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I like had, had panels ready to go and had an idea of what I wanted to do. And, and, and 10 my, years my dad by. just, yeah, my dad recently reached out to me like a month ago and he's like, how about if I give you 200 bucks to finish that painting for mom? And I was like, all right, that sounds good. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's great. You finally waited and you, you waited him out. <laughs> Mom, she's man. told me a couple of, yeah over the last couple of years she's like i'll commission you i'll pay you to do it i just want it and I'm like i know yeah. you know try to find time but but no it turned out really good and yeah that's that's my background is in fine art and you know and i mean that's where like the art of craftsmanship comes from is how do you put those two things together make things that are you know typically thought of craft but then yeah. put an artistic side to it so or it just make the craft and that is the art you know yeah. so dustin's the guy you want if you're if you either want to or you're forced to go to a, a museum, some type of art museum. <laughs> yeah. Because you can yeah. start with, like, the normal bullshit. Like, well, I could do that, and that's kind of dumb. And then you need the guy with the art school background to break it down a little bit unpretentiously. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. It's right. good. Like, going, going to the Met in New York was, was fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need someone to go, well, this is why the you know, this guy was in this headspace, and, you know, right. this happened. And, and the history happened. behind and, it. Yeah, and then like, you go, oh, this is in this okay, time. This, yeah, yeah. I get it. All right. All right. Yeah. Dude, I got, I got the best compliment ever today from some guy that's nice. never met me, and he says, isn't your work in the Met? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's a, Yeah. He asked me that. He's like, don't you have work in the Met? Like, serious. And I almost started laughing. Dang. I'm like, wait a second. He's being serious. <laughs> I'm like, no, absolutely not. I do not have anything in there. Do I? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah. And Chris if I Cass do, sculpture. I didn't put it there. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. What's the uh, Egyptian temple, right, in that big glass area? There's 
there's a, uh, oh, a work yeah. stand in the background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right below the sarcophagus. So you were trained. I'm, tra- I'm trying not to turn this into like a reverse interview thing, but uh, no, that's Dustin, Dustin's fine. Devin, are you going to tell me like you were a secretly like a lion trainer or something <laughs> for trainer. Farm and Bailey? Like what is, what's your background? I, I, went, I went to film school. Oh, okay. Just, no. <laughs> so no, exactly. No, what not not that interesting. Okay. No, it's just funny. I don't. I never knew. I've known you guys for a couple of years. I've never knew that. Yep. You were fine art background. Mm. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. Definitely. Uh, I mean, that's it's kind of where. Well, I would say like the the making side comes from our dad. So he's very much of a like a DIY, you know, like but more on the like let's build a deck or uh-huh. you know let's put a new roof on, yeah. da, 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 like yeah. whatever. But growing up, it would be like, hey, I want to make like a bow and arrow and he'd be like all right let's you know go to the barn and get some twine and get you a stick and bend it and there you go you know yeah. or like he was always like have a pocket knife on you so you can cut something or whittle something gotcha. you know so it was always like a let's try to make it first mm-hmm. you know that's the whole make it buy it you know the maker switch thing is like yeah. once you get in that mindset of like oh i can make that which then you always think like. first <laughs> oh stop it you did not like <laughs> don't it don't bring that you sh- up you shit all over it <laughs> I, was, I was listen i'm gonna be dead honest with you as soon as you said that i went oh these are the guys <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> literally right. you were... as soon as you said the make it fine i'm like these are those guys oh crap <laughs> oh, <no>. listen <laughs> it still it still rings true to today because i put that sticker i'm not bsing at all i put that sticker on my toolbox the other day and i said who who gave me this? I'm looking at it, I'm like, who is this? I can't think of who it is. And that was the one thing I think we talked about is like, how do I know this is you guys? Yeah, and, yeah and exactly. Yeah, I mean? yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. And I still, <laughs> till five seconds ago, had no idea that it this was you whole, guys. This whole thing was just a gotcha interview. Attack oh, you. my God. Here um, we go again. I will say, I mean, if we're talking uh, about people's stickers. I love yeah. your logo, but when Dustin put, oh, that's right. We <laughs> recently in a video because in a video, you know, each video we'll usually put a few stickers on something. Uh huh. Um, we put yours on upside down and did not know. Sweet, notice. love it. <laughs> until <laughs> until I went like, why does his logo look? Okay, funny? that's perfect. You know why? <laughs> because we made it that way. We Adam. <laughs> yeah. So Adam C did the artwork for me, and he said, oh, "Doesn't nice. matter which way this goes." And I said. Honestly, it looks cool both ways. Yeah. And he's like, exactly. He said, that's exactly what I was thinking. So there's a lot of people that have my stickers on the back of their trucks upside down. Upside down. And it, it doesn't matter because you know that cool, that's, yeah. yeah. And, and plus, I, I, I will say, since it's a circle sticker, you still have Mount Phillip Metalworks upright you know it's it wraps exactly. around the circle yeah. so you have it which whichever way you put it yep. well it's funny because if you if you watch that video i and you actually got me Devin, because we put it on and then i was like oh shit it's upside down so i took it off and i put it back on the right way thinking that like Devin would just use that second take yeah. of sticking it on the right way but he put them both in the video nice. so and i and i was like wait did you just use the same take again like i had forgotten that we'd done is that, that. In so a the new video yeah it is i think it's in the, yeah, yeah. the wooden sword video what we'll the, we'll the time stamp in yeah <laughs> sweet yeah. <laughs> all right dad you got a recommendation yeah um well two kind of but one's a repeat like i usually right. do um mm-hmm. but i wanted to uh the bear grease podcast with clay newcomb which we mm-hmm. which we did we talk about last week like on our trip down and back we listened to a shitload of meat eater and bear yeah, grease and a whole thing on tecumseh and a whole he like the podcast is so well done and and they, he put so much so much um thought and time into it you feel like you're getting a really good history lesson but from a really 
interesting storyteller. Yeah. Um, but he just finished, they just finished their four-part Davy Crockett series. Oh, nice. And the whole, the last one's all about how he got to the Alamo, what happens, what they really thought happened. Did he, like in Disney's versions and, and the Alamo version, what was, um, was it Billy, Billy Bob Thornton? Remember that one in like 2003? Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Like, did he fight to the last minute, or did he get captured and executed? So that's a big thing, and he goes uh, all into that stuff. It's really well done. So that series on David Crockett is great. Um, nice. And then the other one is uh, something I just got a few days ago, which a camera guy at the O's had was, I thought it was headphones that he had around yeah. his neck, but it's actually uh-huh. a neck fan. But it, the, <laughs> the, the fan goes all the way around. So it's constantly blowing cool air up your neck, which is delightful. And I'm going to take it out and mow the lawn today and <laughs> pop my neck fan on. Dude, I got one of those. I couldn't get over the noise of it. It was, like, so freaking loud when I was trying to use it. I'm like, man, this is, like, actually kind of annoying. It feels good. But I guess you would, like, have to put some earbuds in or, like, headphones or something. Oh, uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Match yeah. it with something. Yeah, yeah especially, like, you it'll be good along. On, yeah, <laughs> it'll be good on mowing along because I'll, yep. I'll, have, I'll have, like I said, I'll have my podcast in or something. There you I'll, go. So your recommendations are the Bear Grease podcast and a neck and, fan. And a neck, and a neck fan. fan. <laughs> I love See, you guys so much. When we, when we said you can recommend anything. Anything. That's what we mean. Anything. <laughs> Get a neck. I just found this cool this koozie at Wawa. Yeah. It's crazy good. It keeps my drink so cold. <laughs> get the chicken I don't know what it's Wawa. called or who makes it, but you should definitely go get one. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, after Look 100 at, and 130 podcasts, you know, recommendations every week. I, you're I, like, I, well, I ran what, out. This I week. ran out on episode four. So. Listen, I thought Devin was going to get ready to go. I found this cool guy on YouTube called Jimmy Duresta. Duresta. Yeah. Duresta. He's really good. He's been around for a while. Oh, man. You guys are nice. awesome. Well, actually, one of the um, guys, um, you may know this guy, but his my recommendation this week is uh, John Rigoni. And he's Rigoni Ironworks oh, yeah. on John's YouTube. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen his stuff over the years and have watched, uh, you know, off and on, but then just uh, the last couple of days I've watched a few more of his and his, like, for one, his blacksmithing is awesome. His work is really beautiful, clean. super clean, but yes. like when you realize like, and in my mind it was, I was like, Oh, this is really clean work. That's kind of what I focused on. But then you see like his shop is like immaculate yeah. and the way he, like the way he shoots his videos is perfect. And yep. when he puts a tool down, it's like, you know, parallel with the edge of the table. And like, man, that is like my type of guy. Like my shop is not like that, but (laughs) my mind is that way. This like kind of, you know, putting things down straight, this little, little bit of type a that mixed in with it, but his is like, it's like a crazy, crazy, like super clean shop, super, like everything's got its place. And every, you know, everything he makes has like a tool made for it to like make it perfect. Is it it like shop? Is it your shop porn? Yeah, exactly. When a shop's yeah. so nice, and you're like, "Man, I wish yeah. I, wish I, I had wish that. I could do that." Yeah, I wish. I could. <laughs> That's how but, I feel when know. I go to Center for Metal Arts. Same way, Pat oh, Quinn. Yeah. He's the same way. I go there, yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, "God, I wish I could have the." You know what it is? It's not that you couldn't do that. It's just right. that you don't. You just don't want to do that. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like I like looking at a shop like that, and I yeah. like going and checking it out. But in uh-huh. my own shop, I don't. I, that would be like almost too sterile. Yeah. You know, like I, I yeah. want to have a little bit of grit and grime, and like yeah. you know, yeah. I, I like the little bit of extra things around the kind yep. of 
detritus of a life of working with your hands. (laughs) We say we have that wall where we hang a bunch of stuff. We call it our Cracker Barrel wall. Yes, I have a huge (laughs) Cracker Barrel wall in my shop. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we no. I saw when I went your um yeah your main blacksmithing shop is it just it it's perfect. Looks for like you can say it looks like a Cracker Barrel, <laughs> <laughs> an old rake on the wall. No, yeah. it, it just it's it almost looks like how you would want if I were to make a blacksmith shop like set. Uh huh. If I had to make one, yeah, this yeah. is kind of what it would be, and it, it just works great. That is it. so funny you say that because when <laughs> Matt came over to before they moved in here. Yeah. He was like, this place is perfect to shoot in. He was like <laughs> uh-huh. drooling. He's like, oh my gosh, we can shoot from this. They didn't have a, they didn't have a single tool here yet. He's like, we can we can shoot from this thing. I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down, cowboy. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking we, about? Man? Yeah, like we do. I do real work in here. Like, I ain't worry about turning this place into a studio. <laughs> no, he's like, no, he's like, you don't have to. He's like, it already no. is. Like, this yeah. is like. But um, yeah, no, that's the that's, that's the good thing about the old Dustin's old basement. Yeah, it's yeah. an old basement with old stonework and stuff. Right, it just it just looks it looks good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it works. All right, Chris. Well, everybody, if you are listening and uh, you want to find Chris, you can head over to uh, Instagram, find him Mount Phillip Metalworks. Um, same thing on uh, YouTube, and uh, and you can also listen to him and Roy Scott on the Axe and Iron podcast, which Don't is an awesome podcast. Don't listen to that no, podcast. man, it's so much fun. It's so you guys are like, like you say, it's just you being real, and you and Roy together are hilarious. It's and, something and that's for great. sure. <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> now you've had some. You've had some cool. Yeah, yeah, we're coming up on a hundred episodes. It's that's our next awesome. episode is a hundred episode. We're doing like a big banger episode with nice. Yeah, oh, man, that's and awesome. I just Congrats. Found yeah. my the analytics the other day, and I wanted to throw up. That podcast has almost been downloaded a million times. Oh, man. right on, dude. That's awesome. No, yeah. it's not. That's really frightening. <laughs> There's that many people that know about our nonsense. It's so crazy. I did. I will say one. There was one time at at, at a Blade show this, uh-huh. this where some I was talking about something. Like uh, that, I liked, and the person said, "Like, oh yeah, I know. Like, yeah, no, I, I, I checked that out because you said it. That was weird. I was like, oh, oh that's right, yeah. <laughs> you already, you already know the things I like. That's kind of strange. Yeah, you yeah. heard me say it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, the podcast fans are real, man. That was a, yeah. that was a, that was a different one in Atlanta for me. I just yeah. went to hang out with some people, and it was like." You're the guy from the show. It's like what? <laughs> yeah, don't don't check out the don't advertise for our podcast. Go follow <laughs> no, the art of the camera guy and the art of craftsmanship. <laughs> yes, on Instagram. Go there. Go to their YouTube. Their YouTube channel is great. This is a reverse advertisement, okay? Don't, have, don't advertise for my crap. We have another hour and a half pot, and now we're going to do a Chris interviews us. No, podcast. no, no. No, you guys are great, though. I would I would have no problem. Uh, no, you guys are awesome. Yeah, man. Everybody absolutely. should go follow you guys. Your guys' uh, videos are great, too. Just thanks, man. Don't sell yourself short on any of that shit. Your stickers are stupid, but everything else is good. <laughs> <laughs> everything else is good. You ended it in Chris fashion. Yeah, it's perfect. Is, I mean, that's the one thing good about it. You'll get the I'm gonna, honesty. I'm going yeah. to come to your shop and peel it off your thing and just take it back. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out there right now and write <laughs> right the now. art of craftsmanship so I know whose sticker it is. Cause I, it says it on there at the bottom. It I know, but it's probably like so tiny you can barely yeah, read it. <laughs> that was my right. wife, actually. Like I sent, I sent that. 
image to her and i was like hey can you make this into an uh you know make it into an illustrator file so we can get yeah. stickers made and she was like okay and then she sent me back she's like do you want me to put your name and like you know channel name on it i was like yeah. oh yeah i guess that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> we're, ju- we're just that business savvy. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh man no you guys are great yeah the reason i like you two the reason i agreed to do this because i get asked to do a lot of podcasts and a lot of them i'm just like no nah, i'm not interested or i'm too busy whatever mm-hmm. but you guys are exactly how you are like you okay. i listen to your older episodes and even your videos you guys are very toned down yeah. and it kind of like you guys were like the, the way you are on these shows is the exact same way you are in person. <laughs> Until Devin gets a bunch of beer in him, then he's a totally different person. <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit louder. That's yeah, <laughs> but you guys are exactly the way you are. And that's a problem with a lot of the people now yeah. in our community is, like, they're one way on the Internet and they're a yep. piece of drywall in person. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be one way on the Internet, you need to be that way all the time because don't play – they're just like playing to this fake audience that doesn't exist but yeah exactly you know. that's that's the whole like uh like the the clickbaity titles and the like oh my yeah. gosh you can't believe what's going to happen you know but you, oh, you have so to fake. do that yeah. you have to do yeah, that yeah i know yeah you have to play that game dude but, there's uh, to a degree Dustin, yeah. there's uh, you guys have 20 videos with your giant head in it it's yeah. like <laughs> it's like you have but to, he's, the thumbnail has to be your face. He's not yeah. making funny faces. Yeah. Well, he, and we might we might need him to. I mean, yeah, that's, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, right. hey. sometimes. Yeah. Our yeah, thing was our thing that, was yeah. we wanted to. Do, I mean, do whatever you're going to do on the on the thumbnail. Like you said, who knows what's going to go viral yeah. or not? You never yeah. know. The one you put all the work into and you think's a banger, you're like, and then it goes nowhere. But yeah. um. Uh, I forget where I was going to go with that, but anyway. Yeah, we just say we put on whatever whatever we put oh, on the thumbnail no, is I, not a lie. I was going to say, like, if yeah. I meet someone who's watched the video, I don't want to be embarrassed about the thumbnail, which I would be if it was a really dumb, big open mouth, you won't believe what happened here thumbnail. <laughs> I would be embarrassed for someone, Wait, for why? me to go. There you go. Because I, 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 I do not like those thumbnails. I don't like it. I think it's. You make the videos for yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it would embarrass. It, I just know I would be embarrassed if that's if it was too clickbaity. Obviously, you got to do what you got to do. But if it's one of the ones that everyone does, I'd be embarrassed. So I don't want to put that out there. There you go, Devin. You work for the Orioles, right? Yeah. Dustin, you work for Baltimore City Schools. I'm a okay. teacher. As soon as those jobs stop and you <laughs> start doing social media full time. You are going to have thumbnails with your mouths open all over the place, son. Let me tell you, you you are no longer going to be embarrassed about whatever your thumbnail is. Be like, I would never do that until the price is right. (laughs) We have joked about that. Like, oh, we'd never have them sponsor, blah, 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 until someone gives you a big check and you're like, all right, here we go. You can call me the biggest sellout on the planet when it comes to that stuff because I will play the game because I know what it takes to – I want to – I got to eat. Yeah, I gotta eat. right, exactly. But you your, your I mean? thumb—I mean, for YouTube though, you don't have to do that, and your thumbnails aren't like no, that. no, no, not for YouTube. But I mean, yeah, just for life. You gotta, I mean, you gotta in, understand. Inst- I'm in two different channels. Yeah, too, no, right? Instagram is a different yeah. game. Listen, whatever to get into the algorithm, you might have to play a certain song. But I don't even do care something. about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could have. Yeah. I explained this on our podcast. Is this going too long for you guys? Do we need to cut this? No, off? man. Now we're good. Okay, I explained this a lot on. Roy's podcast or Roy's yeah. podcast. What am I saying? That, <laughs> oh, that guy is, he has nothing to do with the podcast. He just tells stupid stories. Anyway, <laughs> I talk about it on Axe and Iron a lot where yeah. I could care less about the amount of followers on Instagram because monetarily it does nothing for you. 
My right. stuff yeah. is going to sell whether it's on there or not. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, there would be another platform that I could share on. So the amount of followers just goes out the window. Don't really care about that. What I was saying that I would sell out on is, like, if somebody was, like, you know, I say you guys will start doing catchy thumbnails when this is what yeah. you have to rely on to make a living, which, mm-hmm. you know, let's be real. Like, uh the channel that works working with matt and like that stuff like that's this is what we do for a living we're in the social media game you know we're selling work whether it be knives or tools or whatever so you kind of got to cater to that stuff a little bit Mm -hmm. when it goes there i'm not saying i'm gonna like you know i don't know i i I was gonna say i wouldn't do a toothpaste ad but then in the back of my head i was like well (laughs) toothpaste ad paid me (laughs) yeah right right. because in my mind i go long term i I don't do it for like the short-term cash i'm like well i could really use the extra money to put an extension on this shop (laughs) you know what i mean it's like yeah so but we do i do i have no shame in doing we do coffee ads we do mobile Mm -hmm. game ads we do we got a fishing sponsor coming up that i'm excited about yeah you're like yeah hell yeah yeah i'm like (laughs) wait you're telling me i get to go on the boat that i'm gonna go on anyway and we get paid for it and get paid to do it (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly but (laughs) for me ads are different as long as you're not like for some reason weirdly morally opposed to whatever they're selling yeah like whatever a game or what that's fine but if it's i don't know i maybe you guys do sponsored ads we no. have we don't do well, them all that often but we have yeah on, on youtube sometimes but yeah. um i don't know maybe i'm too precious about the one like a thing lasting for a long time and That's the idea of of huge big ads in the middle for like and half the time they they want they offer you no money to start out with and it's almost insulting yeah like they want to like i mean obviously if it's a ten thousand dollar check we'll we'll okay yeah. fine but they're like Either we'll give you something for free, which is only worth a hundred bucks, or right. we want to only offer you one free thing and like a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's it's like, okay, what do you? That's not even worth anybody's time. Right. Like, and for me to interrupt the video, if you're lucky enough to get eyes on your video, and they're into it ten minutes in, if they're still into it, yeah, and then you hit them with an ad where they either have to get up and switch it or skip or go to another part, right? Then it's just not worth a hundred bucks. Yeah. 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 I agree. And obviously there's like a level of integrity there, but like we say, you know, we joke about, you know, like, yeah, you have the money if you had the money, but really like, you know, and I I think the same thing for you, Chris. Pimping, not making. Just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's a direct quote. That's a direct direct quote. quote. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. And then the thing about that is we address that question or that Uh insult right away in the first 30 seconds of the video. Wait, who did somebody say that to you guys? I don't know the context. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. uh, that was, was a, I can't up. remember the, oh. I can't remember the, that's how the, important whatever. they were to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that was, yeah. I think that was on the, the, um, Bushcraft Axe video. Wasn't it Def? Uh, oh, oh, oh. Okay. Cause they well, were no, like, oh, you're just, a, you're this like. This was a commenter that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah Cause right. that's what we would do. We would have an answer the question. Dustin oh, sits down geez. answer questions. Yeah. And then he'd have a, like show and tell at the end, something yeah. interesting. Like in the beginning right. to be a little quick clickbaity yeah. he would react to a kind of a, a dickhead a trolley quote, yeah yeah right. exactly yeah right and that's that was right so that was like a quote from somebody saying you're oh you're just pimping you're not making and like well uh, what, what are we doing yeah, you know for, for your just, conversion yeah for the for the conversion from the axe yeah yeah exactly like yeah. yeah and then our point was how far do you have to like smelt the iron do you have like how <laughs> do i have to go and dig the stuff out of the earth for it to be making oh, something I new because right. yeah, 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 they're yeah, like yeah, oh you're okay, just changing okay. something that already exists yeah, like, yeah how far yeah. back do we have to go 
and that you know that whole idea that like yes we are playing to the clickbaity title but yes. we're using but we're addressing it right away so that way people will come in and they're not like waiting right. a whole video to be like why did you say this thing and be like this is why you know so there's a little bit of a little bit of a compromise there yeah, but, uh, yeah. now i mean i think because we started the channel because we just li i liked making stuff and devin liked making videos yeah. that was the whole onus behind starting the channel which is because we enjoyed what we were doing right. and we're putting it out there because we liked it and we thought some other people might also like it then when it comes back to of course yes we both have full-time jobs and we'd love to be able to do youtube and all yeah. social media full-time that'd be great but like until that actually happens we can kind of balance that, you know, like yep. we have a little bit of integrity yeah. and we want to put out there what we want that Devin will be proud to say that it's his thing. And I'll be proud to say that I made this thing, you know, yeah. and, uh, and not have to cringe at our own stuff. So I got you. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't mind the, I don't put too much, um, stock into it because you, we, we just talked about it earlier. The time, uh, technology is changing. Times are changing so fast yeah. and so yeah. much that, Elon could buy YouTube tomorrow and hit the delete button. So yep. all that stuff that you – they own everything on here. I mean, you guys know that. You're, well, you're not YouTube not partner. necessarily. They're not it, – it's not exclusive content. What do you mean as far as what? The videos you put up on YouTube, it's not exclusively exclusively theirs. You can take it down. Well, yeah, yes. No, but I, I mean it's on their platform. They pretty much – Right, yeah. obviously. Yeah, if yeah. they hit delete tomorrow and right. say we're selling the company, you can't do anything. Right. Yeah, There's if they say we're going to take all the ad revenue from yes. Google and we're going to keep it, what exactly. are you going to say? What are you going to uh, say? No, exactly. nothing. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, kinda, yeah. That's how I justify it in my mind is like, yeah. well, this is all just like, we're just like, are we putting up good content and like having fun with our friends and, and the yep. community and, you know, um, giving out good information and stuff like that. But all this stuff is still very new, right? Yeah. Like yeah. YouTube's what, 10 years old now? Like yeah, it's no, or maybe a little older than that. I think 2013 yeah. is when it really started, like, doing something. Right, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I, yeah, basically, I'll yeah. sell out for anybody. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Hit me up. I will do your fishing lure ads. <laughs> You're like, as long as I can get up in the morning and go yeah, to Wawa, I mean, get a coffee, listen, work gotta, the day that I want to like, work. I'm not saying yeah. I'm pimping myself out, but at the same yeah. time, I'm not an idiot. Like, right. It's, you got to be an idiot to be like, you know, hey, we'll give you $6,000 to talk for about our mobile game for 60 seconds. Um, right. Hello? Oh, no. Yeah, right. what do you think I'm going <laughs> to yeah. do? I'm going to tell you yeah. how great Raid Shadow Legends is. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> it's not even on my phone, but I will tell you how yeah. great it is. No, every, everyone like, has standards and morals at yeah. uh, at a $100 offer. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, no, no, I get that completely, yeah. yeah. Now, no, everyone can, yeah, no, we all can be on our high horse at $100, exactly. but when they, when they try to drop it, yeah, yeah then, then we'll be doing that, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yep. All right, Chris, well, thanks so much, man, this has been no, a blast. thank you, guys, I'm, I'm honored, honestly, that you'd want to freaking hooligan like me on this amazing podcast yeah, yeah. and we'll have to we'll have to have you back again just to talk about some other fun anytime, stuff this is man. a blast awesome anytime. all right everybody and uh make sure you head over to youtube like chris said and uh subscribe and like and let us know what you think about the videos and you can also uh you can uh head over to patreon.com forward slash yard of craftsmanship if you want to support our channel further and that's what we we use all that money to put right back into the channel that's why we bought that nice fancy uh lumix camera that we use is all off of that <laughs> money so Everything you guys are giving us is going right back into making better content for you. And uh, check out all of us on Instagram. Uh, that's where you can see what we're doing every day and uh, follow along with all the fun stuff that we try to do here on Art of Craftsmanship. And then that uh, Chris does out in Frederick, us Maryland boys on uh, yep. Mount Phil Mount Phillip Metalworks. And oh, hey, I'm going to... 
my final well i don't know if it's final <laughs> i've been posting <laughs> updates on my deer proof garden Oh, so nice. it's pretty much done. Oh, Dustin now we're getting to the important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin and I put the gate on, which is yeah, super satisfying. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna upload those pictures today. Nice. Sweet. All right. Chris, it's been a blast, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. No, thank, thank you, guys. Chris. Devin's pleasure as always. Everybody else, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.